About the episode? About the episode, about everything, like uh-huh. the new Taylor Swift album. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about All Stars. Oh, yeah. I, I actually need to finish All Stars. Maybe I'll do that later. I, it, it, it was a, it was a wild ride and the finale was just crazy. And I'll, I'll save this for the end, but just... The magnitude, the fact that it was filmed at, like, Madison Square Gardens, and that was, like, holy shit. And I was, like, I mean, Survivor is still a big deal, but I feel like it used to be, like, a really big deal. Yeah, it, it truly, like, imagine also, I mean, maybe we should just save it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I have all these things to say. First things first. <laughs> hi, everyone. Welcome to Idle Chatter. I'm Laura. Oh, hi, I'm Ashley. We are here to talk about Survivor, if you couldn't already tell. Typically, we recap the latest episodes, but in this extended hiatus, we're watching some old favorites, and we're currently watching season 20, Heroes vs. Villains. It is available on Netflix. We're here today to talk about episode 5, Knights of the Round Table. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Sorry, I you know I don't pay attention to the episode title. You you surprise me with it every week. You're like, this is a quote will happen. You'll be like, this is where we get this this week's episode title, and I'm like, oh my god, clever! Like I had no idea that that is hilarious. I can't wait till we get to this moment. Okay, and no spoilers, but next week's episode is called Banana Etiquette. Oh my god, I was thinking about that. Okay, do you remember this from your previous viewing back in 2000? Hell no, because when you watch them on live TV, you don't really pay attention. Well, I mean, I guess back in the day when we were recapping them, but before I had a podcast, no, hell no. I didn't, if you had, if you paid me a million dollars to name one episode title, I couldn't do it. Well, not the title, I mean what banana etiquette refers to. No, I don't oh remember. Oh my god. Well, I've watched this recently, like as as recently as maybe a few months ago, but it still it still lives rent free in my head. Oh my this god. moment, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna read the Netflix synopsis of this episode. An injury sidelines a strong player during a reward challenge brawl, and an alliance suspects that a conniving rival has an idol. Ooh, what's gonna happen? This is a this is a pretty good episode. I also have a lot of trivia ish about the reward challenge, but we'll we'll take Ooh. it one step at a time. Okay, that's exciting. So last week we saw immunity idols for a lot of the players. It was their first time experiencing them. On the hero side, Tom found it, successfully played it. JT flipped, and we saw Sari go home. Over on the villains, like, they all ignored the idol except for Russell, who couldn't find it. So, yeah, I mean, we had our first blind side. It, it, was, a, it, was, a big, it was a big night. So there's 16 players left. It's night 11, and the heroes are coming back to camp. Yeah, and we first, we start out with Colby, who was definitely on the chopping block, because what happened was JT was supposed to split the vote between Tom and Colby, um, with the rest of his alliance, so that would be you know, like James, Amanda, Rupert, 
Saray, etc. But he flipped. So Colby was definitely on the chopping block. Um, if JT hadn't flipped, it would have been Colby because Tom played the idol. So to Colby, JT is a hero. Direct that's where quote. we're starting. Yeah, that, that's where we're starting out. <laughs> JT, JT explains himself to his alliance and he says it wasn't personal. I did it for the team. I wanted to keep us strong. Rupert is pissed and giggling maniacally. Oh my God. Literally, he, he, he goes, I'm a little pissed off right now. Ha ha ha. Like staring into the camera. I'm a lot pissed off right now. And it's, it's bone chilling. Uh, yeah. I, Rupert would be like the scary, like, there's some people who, when they get angry, it's just like, I, I laugh at it. But then there's some people when they get angry, I'm just like, I actually think you might murder me. And Rupert seems like one of those people. He has like a real food game temper. And it, okay. Ugh, it's going to be so hard to not talk about all stars, but I'm just going to pepper it in here and there. So apologies. But in All-Stars, and skip this if you don't already know, at the end of it, at the end of the reunion finale, they're like, but wait, we're going to have another reunion finale. And this time, you, the fans, America, you're going to award a million dollars to your favorite All-Star. Oh, my God. See, because as you know, I I like started watching All-Stars like a month ago, maybe. And I have not... I'm like after the merge I'm like maybe there's six people left or something so I'm not there and now I'm like really wanting to go back and watch it I'm sorry please continue it's really wild because this was before this was in when was that filmed it was early uh, 2000s like 2004 so, maybe yeah so it, it was before the days of social media so it's not like people could be like on their Instagram being like vote for me vote for me so it truly was kind of like your fan favorite I think like a lot of the players we're trying to like go around and doing inner like it is is a whole thing, but anyway, like Rupert won, and it just kind of felt like Survivor really wanted to give him a million dollars, and like they couldn't, so they had to like contrive this situation where they knew he would get the votes yeah. because he's a fan favorite. But I I don't quite get I get it, but I don't get it. I kind of think it's like in. And I apologize if this reference is, is a weird one, but I, I, I can see a lot of kids really liking Rupert. And I My think brother to this yeah. day, he's, he may be 27 years old. He does not watch Survivor anymore. So, and I, clearly I'm obsessed with Survivor. If you, if you didn't, if you couldn't tell, I have a podcast about it, but whenever I'm talking about it or like I'm watching it, Brandon will just go, where's Rupert? Where's Rupert? Like it's stuck with him to this day. Like all these years later, it's like, it's it's kind of like in star wars episode one when they introduce jar jar binks and every adult (laughs) hates him but they're like he's for the kids the kids love him (laughs) that's what i think rupert is he is the jar jar binks of survivor and that is a hot take you heard (laughs) that i feel like that that needs to be on um on our grid on instagram (laughs) rupert Rupert is the jar jar binks of survivor no no but it's like and I think back then with Survivor, though, it was really about who could catch the most fish, who was honorable. Like, you kind mm-hmm. of still maybe voted with your heart and not your brain back then and did what you th- thought was right. And it was, like, honorable. And I think people valued that then. But now we just don't have any morals. No, just kidding. We, I, think, I think we have stronger morals now. And that's why Rupert, like, was so fucked up. This this episode of Heroes or Civilians yeah. is, like, fucked. Like, he would not today, if you put Rupert on a season now, he would not be beloved. 
Well, I mean, we kind of saw that with Blood versus Water. Yeah, that that is very true. But, okay, but then, like, the jury was so bitter towards Boston Rob because he played a good game. Okay, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. It's the next morning (laughs) on the Heroes Tribe. We're going to fast forward six years later to season 20 Heroes versus Villains. We, we get kind of, in my opinion, a little bit of a throwaway conversation. JT and Amanda talk, and JT says, you can still trust me, but Amanda's like, I don't know. Yeah, she's like, he's made 20 alliances. I mean, I don't really trust him. And it's like, okay, I mean, good point, good point. Then, it's the <laughs> next day, day 12, and we start out um, with Coach leading the group in what he calls Dragon Slayer Chi. It's his own special form of meditation and movement there's lots of chanting he calls it complete body control it fuses everything together it basically tells you tells your mind and body to get on the same page oh my god and then it's just so funny because like sandra is like holding back a laugh and like you can see like party's almost cracking like she's like smiling kind of big like she's and hard trying to keep it under control but you know they're it's all going along funny. with it it's nice it's nice they they are all going along with it with the exception of russell russell he's he's like they're over there you know all that meditating and crap or something all that meditating crap and he's looking for the idol he sure is and he's been digging for two days and he finally looks down he must be I guess not colorblind, but it was literally right in front of him. Yeah, he was, like, standing on it. And he was, I think he kind of says, he's like, oh, man, like, I was afraid it was, like, right here, right underneath me this whole time. And it was. And it's, like, interesting because I was expecting them to see him find it because they they purposely show you a shot from, like, the POV of the Dragon Slayer Chi group that you can see Russell's, like, red shorts in the distance, like, from where they are. At least, or I don't know if the, you know, producers are making me think that. But, yeah, so I, I was kind of expecting them to catch him in the act, but they didn't really, you know, it, let on that they did. It is so wild how little people care. I know. Like, <laughs> I hate I hate that whole thing. Was that just last week where the idols came out? Yeah, it was just yeah. last week. Yeah, that they found out about them. I know they found, I know Tom found it and played it, but I couldn't remember if it was the same episode. Um. Yeah, it, that that whole thing pissed me off. Like, oh, chuck it in the ocean. Like, come on. Like, the game evolves. Get, get with the program. Russell says, this is my key. And he says, you know what? Boston Rob isn't in control anymore. Yeah, I'd say that's that's fair. We get to our first reward challenge. And it is very elaborate. Ashley... Do you know what this challenge is called? You know, Laura, I don't. Are you going to tell me? <laughs> yes. It's called, and I uh, forgive my pronunciation, it's called the Schmergen Brawl. What? Do you know what Schmergen means? Because I, I don't. looked it up. I, I don't. I, I, like, I have a feeling you're going to tell me. I, 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 I looked it up, and... I I was expecting maybe it is an indigenous word because keep in mind this challenge has been done before. Okay. Sounds German to me. <sighs> I don't understand. Th- this this is what it means. It means sorry. 
It is to be used when sorry has been banned from conversation. It's a silly way of apologizing for something that has been done, which isn't that serious. So like if you bumped into somebody by accident, you'd be like, oops, schmergen. I don't like, understand. I, yeah, please, like, what is the origin of this word? I'm fascinated. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I looked pretty extensively. That definition's from Urban Dictionary, but then I also found a, a definition of to like diff, diff, to like some other dictionary type website and that I can't I can't find like where it comes from and I it like it I I don't know well and it's funny because if you just google the word schmergen which I'm actually gonna give myself a big pat on the back right now because I spelled it right um <laughs> it it's all just survivor it's like and it's it's really funny because it's like the brutal challenge, blah, blah, yeah. blah, this or that. Like, it's like the fact that you give it a goog and besides the urban dictionary definition, it's all the survivor references. And like, it's like brutal, brawl, physically brutal. Like, that's all I'm seeing on the front page of Google. Like, wow, that's pretty crazy. It's, it's really wild. So this, this challenge was done once before in Russell season. And after this season, it was actually, I think, the first reoccurring survivor challenge to be banned from play. And this was a big deal because I guess the first time they did this challenge. I remember this. I remember someone got kicked out. And I guess the, the first time they did it, Jeff Probst in an interview was like, this challenge is an instant classic. Like he loved it. He loved it. And they were like, yeah, this is way too dangerous, which we, we will see and we will get into, but uh, we're never going to see the Schmergen brawl again. <laughs> oh, damn. What a shame. Yeah, because I, I specifically remember this. Because, yeah, in Russell's season, I, th this one guy actually, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, they basically, like, I I don't know anything about sports. What, would it be a red card or something? Like, I don't I don't know. A foul? Like a foul. Uh, yeah, like a foul. Like, of, of sorts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling red card in soccer. A player who was given a red card is instantly sent off the field and is forbidden to play for the remainder of the match. Oh my god, look at me knowing some sports. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, so this kid was given a red card in this, basically. Jeff was like, you're out, because it was that brutal. Wow. Hmm. It When you walk in, it immediately looks very, very elaborate. It's kind of like there's a pit, and then on opposite ends, there's a platform with two hoops. So the way it works is three members from each tribe are going to get into the pit. And then they're going to race after two balls. And they want to get them to the people on the platform. And then the people on the platform are going to try and shoot it into the net and score. But because the net, like the platforms are right behind the nets, if they miss, it's very easy for the other team to get a hold of it. So the first team to two baskets is going to win. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it is kind of just like a basketball court and it, there's just a platform behind behind the hoops. Yeah. But, but then, with a, with a schmergen brawl. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I guess it's just like the people that are in the pit area are yeah. like fighting over the balls. And then you are shoot. You're basically shooting a three pointer. Like even, you know, it's more than a half court. It's a full court shot. You're shooting from all the way across. So yeah. you have some good aim. So the reward, here's what we're playing for. <laughs> it's 
a, a chocolate festival. They're going to go to a really beautiful water hole. And, you know, I like when part of the reward is, like, you're going to get to see something nice. Yeah. But you're also going to get to eat a fuckload of chocolate. You're going to have chocolate chip cookies, chocolate bars, chocolate everything. And that sounds that, amazing. That sounds amazing, you would think, right? You would think you'd be excited about that. <laughs> well, so Jeff is like, you know what? Just to give you a little taste, here's a sample. And it's he presents two plates with the most minuscule, like I'm talking smaller than the size of a penny. A shaving. Of a really. Shaving. <laughs> really. Like, a, like you just shaved off a little bit of a chocolate bar. Yeah. And he's going to let everybody have a piece. And we get to this weird moment where the heroes don't eat it. They are like petulant fucking children. <laughs> it is so annoying. Jeff like approaches Colby with it and they all just have this like straight face like mean mug going like staring straight ahead. And an They're exchange, so high and mighty. An exchange go, goes on uh, between Jeff and, and one Colby Donaldson. Um, Jeff is just kind of like, oh, like, hey, you know, Colby, you really kind of pushed that, that plate away. And Colby's just like staring straight ahead. Is he wearing his ridiculous hat at the moment too? I think he is. It's like I feel like it's like kind of like a bucket hat with a bigger brim. That's and like, what I was gonna say. And like a like a, a chin like a what would you call yeah. that? Yeah. So it's he's wearing kind of kind of like you know in a when you have a bonnet and you have a drawstring that keeps it on. So like Colby's in this ridiculous hat like with his straight face like trying to like give Jeff Probst shit for giving him chocolate and it's really hard to take him seriously but he's like I'm not annoyed with you I'm ready to get to the challenge and Jeff is just like you know free offer of chocolate I'm just curious and Colby cuts him off don't need it let's go and Jeff Probst is pissed. he's like I got the message brother we'll go when I'm ready that's right you don't know Jeff Probst makes the rules you don't make the rules Donaldson Oh, God. I got the message, brother. We'll come when I'm ready. <laughs> oh, it's man. just like, wow, do you guys want a ruler to measure your dicks right now? <laughs> right? Oh, you want man. a chocolate bar? It's crazy. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Like, you just, like, you just look stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> eat, eat the fucking chocolate. The villains are like, we'll eat it. Yeah, and I feel like, um, yeah, and I, I feel like Jeff's like, well, you know, what kind of message are you trying to send? And fucking Rupert, f- focus. We, we don't care about the reward. We just want to win the challenge. Like, fuck you. Like, yes, you yeah. do. I'm sorry. You want to go swimming in the fucking water hole. You want to eat the chocolate. Like, it's not an immunity challenge. So if not for the reward, why exert yourself? If you truly, if every single person on that team has a cocoa bean allergy and you can't eat chocolate then fuck it save your energy like but don't so don't give me that it just doesn't make sense well it just no but rupert just wants to be like we you know we just want to win like we just want to succeed like we want to like get on the right track like shut the fuck up you're gonna if you won you're gonna go to town on that chocolate feast like (laughs) come on Real quick, I I noticed you were you were doing a a slight Rupert impression there, and oh, wow, it just came I, out of me. I, I didn't even realize. Well, it's funny because I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, but Matt is a really good impressionist. Like he's like a really good mimic, oh. but he can't get Rupert's voice down. Every time he tries to do it, he just sounds like Kevin Malone from The Office. Oh my god! He needs to. 
he needs to add some like more gruffness. Tell him to be gruff. Imagine he's just like kind of like a like like a dog. <laughs> Oh, okay. So who who's who's playing in this challenge? Because we had to sit quite a few people out. I know that in the pits we have Tyson and Russell and Danielle, Danielle yeah. versus James, Tom, and Candace. Yep. And then for the villains on the platform shooting, we have Jerry, Coach, and Rob. And then we have JT, Amanda, and Rupert. Right. And after the first score, I believe they they switch, they swap, yep. they swap in and out. So it, again, this challenge is so messy. It, there's it's so I, I I hate when it's like a brawl because like I like to be able to be like so and so's ahead, and then this happens. This is just like a, a clusterfuck of wrestling, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, well, and it's the th- another thing about it too is. I feel like this is difficult to play your best game, but not cross the line. The line is blurry. You know what I mean? Like when you're fighting for a ball, like, I mean, look at James, like he is like Goliath. Like he could destroy anyone that comes across him, but he needs to hold back a little bit. He really can't give it his full effort because he could seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. At first, the heroes, they get all of the balls, and but they don't make it right away. And then pretty early on, James gets hurt. He kind of, the best I can explain it, like he sprains his knee, it like pops out or something. Medical comes and looks at him, and they're like, hey, you seem fine, let's walk it off. But he gets up to walk, and it kind of pops out again. So they're like, no, 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 you can't play. Yeah, it's like his leg buckles. Like, he like yeah. he, he takes a couple steps, and then it's just, like, goes out from under him, kind of. And they're like, okay, like, we're not pulling you from the game. We'll reevaluate this later, but you're not going to, you know, participate in this challenge. And so Jeff says that they're just going to have to play a man down, which I don't understand why they wouldn't just be allowed to put in the guy that they sit out, which I believe was Colby. Yeah, but I, I guess. I You know, I don't know, though, because maybe, like, okay, obviously James is a beast and, like, Colby would not outperform James, but it's kind of like you made this choice to sit this player out. You don't get to swap. So I, right, I, 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 I kind of get it. Yeah, they would have the unfair advantage of, like, coming in fresh. That's fine. Okay, but that's – so that's where we are. We get back to the madness, and Amanda scores the basket for yeah. the heroes. Good job, Amanda. You go, girl. So the pit people and the shooters switch spots. Again, the heroes get both of the balls. The one crazy action I noted here was that at one point, Boston Rob, like, picks up JT oh. and carries him to their platform. Yes. Oh my God. I, I noted that too. It's like he literally picked him up and just like slammed him against it. It's brutal. Yeah. Oh my At God. one point, JT and coach are just, there's no ball in the picture, but they're just wrestling in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at I, wonder one point, if there's, I wonder if there's some aggression left over from token chains there. Like, right? Like who knows? And then at one point, Tyson scores, and we're tied up, 1v1. But as, this happens as Tyson, because I've, okay, with this moment that we're about to discuss, which is, like, super fucked up, I had to rewind it. I literally rewound it, like, ten times, I'm gonna say. I'm Good. like, why, why would, why would he do this? But I think that this was happening 
literally as Tyson was like throwing the ball. Like, I think this was simultaneous and that's why. Cause I'm like, it, cause at first when I watched it, I was like, why did you like, did you do this? Cause you're pissed that the other team scored, but then no, it really did happen at the same time. Not saying it's okay, but what, what, what happens? Do you want, do you want to tell everyone? I, you should, you should say, because I didn't watch it quite as intently, but basically Rupert hits Jerry. He like, okay. So at first, and I, I actually didn't notice that Jerry had the ball at this time either. So at first I was like, my interpretation upon first viewing it was Tyson scored. Rupert was just fucking pissed and he just slammed Jerry against the, cause they have like a, a bamboo kind of railing on the mm-hmm. sides of the pit. And that's my view of it. I'm like, Tyson scored. Rupert is just this angry, aggressive giant. And he just slams Jerry against the fucking bamboo in a fit of rage, which that's not what happened, but it's still like, he was fucking rough. So it trying to get the ball, he, he got it away from her and he did slam her. And like, he was still playing the game, trying to get the ball, but it was super fucking aggro. I, it was barbaric. Like, ugh. I didn't like what he said because he immediately was just like, I didn't mean to. And it was like, yeah. just, just say, it doesn't matter if you meant to. Just say you're sorry. Say you're fucking sorry. He was like, I did not mean to do that. And I, then Jerry's I on guess, the ground. Mm-hmm. When like, I think about it, I think the reason that I hold Rupert to a different standard and why when he has behavior that is seemingly very immature like being quick to anger being defensive when you do something wrong the reason that it bothers me is because his job right is to like mentor young people yeah and like not to not to say that like everyone is imperfect and everyone has their flaws and you can be a good mentor and still be like you know have your own shit but I I just feel like wouldn't you have some of that stuff down a little bit better? You know, if, if one of your kids, I don't, I don't know. Wait, can I please give you a Rupert fun fact really quick? You sure can. Sorry, I was just giving him, giving him a quick goog about like his actual job title. Like it literally <laughs> says occupation, reality television personality, tr- troubled youth mentor. <laughs> In 2000, I forgot about this. I, I definitely heard about this, but I, there's a new layer to it now. Mm-hmm. In 2012, Rupert was the Libertarian nominee for governor of Indiana, losing to Republican nominee and future Vice President Mike Pence. <laughs> oh my god. In this situation, my vote goes to Rupert. That's inc- that is truly incredible. Wow. wow. The layers. Oh my god. Good find, Ashley. Holy I shit. wanna dig into I wanna dig into that I, campaign. That's gonna have to be a whole other episode. Holy We're shit. gonna have to do a deep dive. Yeah, but, but no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's, like, a good role model. Like, and again, like, if you ask Rupert, he would be like, I'm just playing the game. But, like, I really do think he has some anger issues and, like, he needs to keep them in check. Like, he needs to yeah. maybe, like, talk to someone about them and, like, find, you know, other way, another outlet. But, yeah. so, yeah, and it's just, like, I didn't really like it because he's like, I did not mean to do that. And Jerry's on the ground, and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then she was like, he, he socked me. And he's, he, and he's like, like, I meant to do that. Like, fucking say you're sorry. Like, yeah. So, part of my All-Stars rant is very Jerry-heavy because I, I'll, I'm going to save it, but Jerry 
has some big moments in the reunion and it was blowing my mind. And I, oh God, there's, oh, I, I, I need to say it. I need to say it for the end, but I just feel like, especially in the early seasons, so many strong women got such a bad rep. And I, I just, I hate the, the sexism of it all. Like, yeah. poor Sheehan. I am a Sheehan stan. Yeah. And I think she just, ha- she got so fucking shit on. And I think she was a great player. Okay. You know what? It would be interesting, I think. And, you know, we don't have to commit to anything. I think it would actually be really interesting to do All Stars as, like, one of our seasons. Because it Please. is. Because it is. It is older and it's slower. I think we should do two episodes at a time in one of our episodes. Cause I think that there's not as much strategizing and stuff like there are in later seasons. So I think that if we just did one episode a week for our recap, we might run out of, you know, we might not have enough yeah. to fill. So maybe two at a time, but I would actually having watched most of the season recently, I, I think it would be a good one. I'm I'm so down. I think it's a lot of really foundational stuff too, and there's a lot of really interesting, culturally relevant moments to talk about. The yeah. whole Sue Richard Hatch thing blows yeah. my fucking mind. Okay, me, me too. Like, and, and I yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't even want to open that can of worms right now because I think we should save it. But like, damn, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. All right. Where, where, so, where, 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 where were we? Okay, so then they keep shooting and they develop this new strategy of blocking each other's shots. So, like, when somebody shoots, the other person will throw their ball to block that ball. But eventually, Jerry scores for the villains and they win the reward. Yeah, that was a great... I, I was happy for her. I was... I was, You know, and it's... I don't know why. Like, maybe I just, like, in my head, like, think that I'm a good person, maybe, deep down. And I'm, like, I feel like I'm, like... And also, the heroes are the underdogs at the moment. So I go into this kind of wanting success for the heroes and, but I was happy that Jerry won. Like I, yeah. I was glad that she, she brought that home for the villains. I, I feel like the reason I won success for the heroes is be, because it's just boring to watch a, a game that's very one-sided, but yeah, good point. Medical does a final examination on James and they basically put this like big old splint on him. They wrap him up in an ace bandage and, and send but, him on his way. Yeah, but we don't know, you know, we don't know at that point what, you know, is, is he, but is he going to stay in the game? Like, are they right? Just I, don't, out? Like, I don't know. The, the, the villains don't know. They're speculating. The heroes they don't know. Well, only time will tell. But yeah, so we, we go to the reward and, uh, there's a chocolate feast, which, okay, I don't think, okay, obviously you want food, and obviously who doesn't like chocolate? I'm just, like, imagining how sick you would feel after just, like, eating a fuck ton of chocolate on an empty stomach in the heat. Hundo P. I, if I'm getting a food reward, I want a burger and fries. I want oh. a pizza. I want a plate of pasta. I, don't I want like... that chicken, I want that chicken parm that Natalie, John, and Jacqueline ate in that bed. Yeah. The wine and the garlic bread. Honestly, um, so <laughs> this is idle chatter. We do like our tangents. We friend of the show, Courtney, is getting married next weekend. Like a very, very, very micro wedding. It's just going to be her parents, um, her fiance Mark's parents, and then I, I, I'm, I'm attending. I, I, I made the the VIP list, and then um, her cousin and friend Christy 
her cousin Justin, good friend, is officiating, and then um, Mark's best friend Jeffrey. So it's just like very micro, like I, I think probably even like outside. So don't worry, very COVID cautious. Um, so we threw her a little uh, bonfire, like micro bachelorette party surprise last night. So I'm going to be honest, I'm a little hungover and talking about this fucking pasta. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to order so much fucking pasta when we we're, we wrap up. I, I'm going to have leftovers for four days. Because it's like, I want lasagna. I want fettuccine. I want garlic bread. I want a salad. Like I want all of this stuff. And I'm I'm gonna have to reel it in. Like I'm gonna budget I'm gonna budget myself at forty dollars. But maybe forty four. Yeah. So anyway, that that's where my head's at right now. But sorry, no. we just talked about pasta and now I just I I can't stop thinking about it. It's fine. This this feast is 100% over the top. I love there's little like canisters of different colored M&Ms and you know, it looks good, but again, it's just kind of a one note mm. thing. It's like how I don't know, like I, I would take it, but it's I, I didn't even I don't even know if I saw any milk. Yeah, anyway. I, would, I would take a single burger and side of fries versus a chocolate feast. Right. I will say that water hole does look beautiful. Everyone goes swimming except for Parvati and Russell. And, you know, Rob describes that it's basically like the the cave, the hole is like 40 feet from the the surface. It, It looks really beautiful. So they're all swimming and they're talking about how Russell probably has the idol and they need to flash it. Meanwhile, back at the chocolate feast, Russell tells Parvati that he has the idol and they say, you know what we need to do? We need another number. We need to convince Coach to come to our side and get rid of Boston Rob. Yeah. And what's funny, because like Russell just like tells Parv and she's just like, cheers, like, and, and they yeah. cheers. And it's just like, you know, I like Parvati and Russ. I, I like this alliance. Like I'm on the villain's. I, I'm rooting for Russell over Rob. Am I am I the minority here? Or like, where are you at? I don't know. It's that's a good question. I I don't. <sighs> there's something of you know. If you're gonna be a villain, be a villain. Like I like that yeah, Russell is being he, the most villainiest villain that there is. I appreciate him for playing the game for actually looking for the idol. Hiding the machete was a little bit much, uh-huh. but I I get it. The, the thing I don't I oddly enough I don't like the Russell Parvati pairing. I can't explain why it just like irks me. I I like it. I don't. I think that I appreciate it more than Russell's dumb girl alliance, like that he that he said that he had like in his first season. I like that right. he. He's not like, okay, is, I'm sure Russell does think he's in control, but I like that Parvati's really in control. She really is. And I, I like that. He doesn't know it, but I know. For sure. For sure. I, I, I see the merit. Yeah, but exactly. They want, they want to take out Rob. And, and I feel bad. I feel like, I feel like Parvati maybe said something about Coach being like a puppy or something. Like, and they, they know that Coach is going to be easy for them to manipulate. Which he is. Oh my god. They have this conversation with him. And Coach says to us in an interview, he says, this is crazy. Like, I want to play with Rob, but Russell trusts me. And if you show me loyalty, I have no choice but to be loyal to you. And then at this point, he kneels to Russell and asks him, 
to knight him like the knights of the round table. Yeah, and then and, and Russell is just like, Coach, you know, I, I, I knight him as the king that I am. And I at this moment, I said, I wish I could bottle Russell Hans's confidence. I don't, yeah. want, I, I don't want it all. Like, I don't want to be him. But, you know, I would like to just, like, sprinkle, like, a little bit of it in my coffee every morning so I can, like, ask for a raise or, like, not have imposter syndrome in my job or something. Or be, or be like, oh, I, people like, like, I have friends. People like me and not always wonder, like, what, what do people think about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just wish. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a little sprinkling. I have to have the oh to have the confidence of a mediocre white man, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, can I, okay, wait, did you, did you watch Tiger King? You know, I did not watch all of it because I had just listened to the Over My Dead Body podcast series from Wondery on it. So I was kind of just like, I know this story pretty well already, so I don't feel like watching it. So I didn't really watch that much. Okay, well, there was one of the guys that, uh, what was the main guy's name that was the Tiger King? Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, yeah. His first husband kind of reminds me of Russell. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh wait, I know exactly who you're talking about. And didn't he, is he the one with his jacked up teeth? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. That 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 was like rude of me. Like my parents like bought me braces and not everyone can. But he got he has since got his teeth fixed. He has. No, it's it, I I don't know if I'm just saying that cuz they're both like tattooed and bald, but a little like kind of like that's what popped into my mind. Oh my god, I'm dying. Sorry, I'm looking at the <laughs> images right now. Well, I mean, he he did get his teeth fixed, so yeah. you know, good good for him. He was able to do that. Like we're happy for him. <laughs> it's funny um, that Joe Exotic ran for I forget what he ran for some public office. I want to say it's like governor or I don't know, might have been president. <laughs> would you would you vote for Joe Exotic or Rupert? I think I'd vote for Rupert. Or, or would you vote for Mike Pence? <laughs> Oh my god. I would sooner have Carol Baskin running this country, okay? Yeah. Oh man. Um, Honestly, she'd probably do a good job. I know. You know, I feel like she's a friend to the animals, maybe she could I mean, okay, so she might have killed her husband. Okay, okay, like she's a bad bitch. Like I feel like maybe she doesn't hate all living things. She just hated him. She's willing to do what it takes to get the job done. Yeah, go bask in 2024. I just want to say, okay, in this moment, though, where Coach is, like, getting knighted and stuff, I had, like, a moment of reflection. Coach is on the villain's tribe, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Rupert is on the hero's tribe. In this moment, when it comes to character and stuff, I know Coach is, like, too much to handle and stuff, but I really do believe that Coach has integrity and is, like, a good person like I I feel like he gets shit on a lot but I don't know I kind of had this moment where I'm like wow like coach is this villain but like I feel like he really does play with honor and try to like live his life in that way and I feel like Rupert is like so aggressive and he's like lauded as this here I don't know kind of pissed me off I I see what you mean like coach plays with a lot of integrity and it's silly and we make fun of it but it's integrity nonetheless. And I just feel like Rupert talks this game about loyalty and stuff all the time. And he does make really stupid decisions for the sake of loyalty, which we'll see later. Um, But coach, coach sometimes does flip his vote in the times that he plays. But I feel like 
he still he still does play with integrity like it is the point of the game you know what i mean like you don't have to stick true to your word in the game of survivor every time it doesn't say right. anything about your your character or your game i don't know i don't know trust me that's like fresh in my mind from the all-stars <laughs> final tribal so okay so that happens and russell says it's personal between me and Rob. Let's do this. So, oh okay, off to the races. We get back to the Heroes Tribe, and Amanda and Candace are talking, and they're, you know, they're speculating whether James is going to come back or not. Amanda's, like, really upset. And then... She's it, like, I'm I'm like his little sister. And, like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm just feeling some type of way, like, emotional or something, but I, it seems, like, very sincere. Like, it, it, it seems, like, actually, like... You know, of course she wants James around because he's part of her alliance and stuff. But, like, it is, like, genuine concern for him. Like, you know, obviously physically wanting him to be okay. But, like, also, like, she doesn't want him pulled from the game. Like, she knows, like, how much that would suck for him. So, I, I, I think it's heartfelt. I think it's nice. Yeah, and then we see uh, James come hobbling up the beach. And we get the most dramatic music amanda starts running to him it's like the cheesiest thing i've ever seen like, like, I, I, she was, I couldn't help it or so i can't help it and like i i thought she was gonna leap into his arms yeah <laughs> well maybe she would have but she was afraid she might take him down with his bum knee but yes. one one thing notable too before he comes hobbling back you know jt's kind of just like oh, i don't think he's coming back and tom tom says something kind of like you know we have our differences and stuff like you know, clearly, like, I don't want him to be hurt, but, like, you know, anyone kind of with, like, a handicap in this game is a benefit to me. So, yeah. Tom's kind of just, like, cool, like, he'll be gone, or he'll be here and he'll be kind of useless. That helps my game. For sure. So, then we get to the immunity challenge, and... Hold on, give me one second, because I had the I had the name of this one ready, but then yeah. I missed it. Oh wait, one thing notable to, before we go to the challenge, I just think we get like kind of a little bit of foreshadowing into like later conversations in the episode. Candace kind of says to us, you know, you can't lug around dead weight. It's you know, it's a no brainer, you know, that James needs to go if they if they lose. Yeah, it it, it is a it is a fair point. Yeah, it's it, I mean it's it's the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. So this immunity challenge is called Blind Cube Crisis. I think it's also been called Blind Leading the Blind. So maybe it's had some different variations. Yes. Okay. This is, this has been known as many different things. Interesting. There's been like a lot of names for this. It's been called, do you want to hear them? Yeah, please. It's been called Tiki Towers. Pa- Pelicans, sl- something I can't pronounce. Flip out. Blind Cube Crisis. Four on the Floor. Love is Blind. <laughs> blind Build. Blind Rage. Money Roll. Sears and... Weird. Wow. Okay. There's okay. a lot. That doesn't make any sense. I guess they probably change it based on the well, season. Like, there's-, there's one called Family Ties that's probably a Blood versus Water. Yeah, or or their loved one visit reward mm-hmm. because you know what though this is I think the reason maybe there are variations is it's not an exact duplicate like I mean it some of them are I think that 
Jeff says, oh, like this person and this person has played this before, blah, blah. Like Rupert's played it. I think Rob. So maybe was this in season eight? Was this in all stars that you remember? I don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know. It I was see. it wasn't a bunch. It first appeared in Australia where, fun fact, Jerry was the caller. Oh. It appeared in Marquesas, uh, oh, Thailand, yeah. Amazon. And yes, correct. All stars. This was, um, however, okay, yes, this happened in All Stars, but I, it's, I forgot because this was, it it happened, um, Jenna, it happened on the day that Jenna quit, so they played it like late. I don't know, they played it later, but yeah, I because there's different variations. Like I'm remembering one where they, I think maybe like need to get bundles of something. You know what I mean? Like it's not always they need to get a cube puzzle piece so maybe that's part of why the name changes because it's like they might be gathering different Mm -hmm. things for a different end game but yeah so just to set the scene for you all if you couldn't guess from the name you're gonna have one person who can see and they're gonna be calling out directions to multiple blindfolded pairs so your team is going to be broken up into pairs they will be blindfolded and like holding hands or whatever and they're going to have to race out to this field and grab puzzle pieces and they're like big ass pieces like they're chonky and it's hard because you're blindfolded and you have to follow directions and you also have to carry these big, big puzzle pieces so the caller for villains is going to be jerry which i think is smart since she already did it in australia and then James is going to be the caller for the Heroes Tribe because he can't walk. Yeah, basically he is incapacitated. So clearly mm-hmm. he, that's really the only role for him in this. It's really, again, just kind of a cluster. It, everyone honestly is doing pretty good, though. The heroes, the heroes seem like they're doing good. Although at one point early on, the villains have like five pieces and the heroes three. have three but then they catch up. They have five. Villains have six. It gets pretty tied up at the end where they each have two left. And this, the, he- the one, and well, uh, sorry, I, I was going to say about the last piece, but if you had something before that. No, go ahead. Well, okay. So they, they are basically tied up and it's just like, there's two left and they are far, far back at the end of the course. And they're kind of in like this grass. So it's, first off, it's hard maybe to hear the caller and at this mm-hmm. point too because it's been so long and you're using your voice james can barely speak his voice yeah. is gone it's so funny he's lead he's directing Ru- rupert and I, I can't remember who rupert R- rupert and candace and it's so funny he's like yelling and his voice is gone and he's just like this big man with a big booming voice but at the end when they get the piece he's like walk your ass walk it walk it like that but he's screaming with all his might and he just sounds like that raspy whisper that i just didn't really it's it's very very raspy yeah so but ultimately the heroes end up getting their last piece and you know according to jeff like oh the heroes have this huge lead which i'm sorry like the villains have one piece left it's not that big of a lead but anything can happen so yeah the heroes they get back they get to take off their blind holes blindfolds and start working on this cube puzzle so it's just like a giant cube that they it's need four, to... four-sided you got to make the picture yeah so they start like a picture they start working on that but you know we all know that the villains they have sandra and they have rob who are 
really, really good at a puzzle. So eventually, you know, but it's it's a couple of things. It's like the villains are so good at puzzles, but the heroes also seem really bad at puzzles. Yeah, it, they're not the best, and I think they. I guess they might also kind of have a communication problem too. I find that that that's always a big thing that comes up at tribal when the heroes go to tribal you know, talking about, like, listening to each other or, like, following directions. Like, I, that, that's, like, always something that comes up. Like, it's a big point of contention I, between them. I mean, if you were to ask James, that's definitely why. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they lose because Tom won't shut up or Stephanie won't yeah. shut up. But basically, they all need to shut the fuck up and listen to what James has to say, okay? Um, but, yeah, so ultimately, the hero, or the villains, rather, put this puzzle together and it's 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 this is a good moment very triumphant rob climbs up on the puzzle and the last piece is like in the center and he puts it in and just jumps on it and like stomps on it down and 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 they win dude i know that okay so this will be a little bit of a spoiler if you don't want to hear it move along it i know that I guess by the time production starts editing these, they know who has won, unless they're still, unless they start early, I don't know. But it's just so obvious, very similar to Rupert, how much Survivor loves Boston Rob. Like, is Boston Rob doing the most? Yes. Is he really good at puzzles? Yes. Is he really good at challenges? Yes. But like, they have such a boner for Boston Rob. And I mean, it's who, just... I mean who, who doesn't? Really? <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, I you you know he's not my favorite player, really. Like, I just, I, I think he's nice to look at some, some and listen to with that accent. <laughs> In All-Stars, like, I was, I was telling Matt, because uh, Matt's been watching when I put Heroes versus Villains on. He's been watching that, too. I thought he knew who the winner was. I guess he did. Whatever. Anyway, I guess I kind of, like, spoiled it but and I think we talked about this in our episode back in the day with Gabby and Buddy about how spoiler alert when Rob finally wins it's against the majority of new players and how like it was really just set up for him to succeed because again I think they really just wanted him to win yeah and I will I, I was just about to say, I feel like All-Stars is a love letter to Boston Rob, but really yeah. his, his season 22 is is really one as well. They they can't get enough of them. America can't get enough of them. Boston <laughs> oh Rob 2024. Oh my okay, god. Okay, would you vote for Rupert or Boston Rob? My fear is that Boston Rob is a Republican. Mm. Rupert's a libertarian. I... I I want to like I I I don't know I just I I shouldn't speculate and I don't have anything to like base this on I mm. you know for the most part Boston Rob and and Amber like are not super into social media like neither of them are really out there yeah sh- like sharing their opinions but I don't know I just think like a guy who owns his own construct or has his own construction company or whatever I I don't know I shouldn't make st- I shouldn't stereotype I shouldn't assume. I, I don't know why. I just fear that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, okay, I just, I'm I'm trying to Google his political party. I, and I just see something that says, oh, wait, what the fuck? Hold on. Oh, there's someone named Amber Mariano that's a Republican in Florida. And it's really just weird because they do live in Florida. 
<laughs> and I googled like Rob Mariano and Amber Mariano specifically comes up but she's blonde and not well I mean our Amber is blonde as well but <laughs> this one she's very blonde it's, it's not the same woman I was like what is she a Republican <laughs> well, um, and I, I do we, we can maybe figure this out but honestly I, I kind of don't want to like just, yeah. I, want, I want to be blissfully unaware of their political affiliation yeah, that, that is if, if political party is not a factor and I'm voting based on the candidate I think I pick Ross and Rob because he can get shit done yeah agreed Okay, so James immediately says that he thinks Tom should go. And we get back to the beach and Colby and Tom talk and they're like, all right, well, like James should go. Like he has a broken leg. He can't, he can't help us win. Oh yeah. And then Candace and JT and Rupert talk and they're trying to think through it because they, they, you know, they, they do see the merit to why you would get rid of James. Like well, they cannot. Rupert, least... Rupert like, I don't think Rupert does. He go, he's like James is still stronger than Tom. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. And Candace is like he can't move. Like this is. Yeah. Candace is like, are we like being really dumb right now? Are we making a stupid decision? Yes. And then the Rupert, is yes. Candace is like he can't walk or he can't run. And Rupert's like, well, you know, if that's the criteria, we, we should have put me out because his fucking oh, broken toe. Yeah. Oh my god. And this is like this this is risky. And then James walks up to them and he's just like, you know, no, I'm good. Like I don't want to go home. I'm good. I'm good. And JT's like, okay, yeah, man. Like just wanted to check with you and make sure you weren't thinking about like maybe I should just go. That would be the easiest thing. It would be the respectful thing, truthfully. James cannot fucking help his tribe. Like, he's asking to be carried to the merge. Like Yeah. Literally physically carried. And honestly, he is a big fucking man. Like it's not gonna be easy. That's true. They got lucky today where he was able to participate but sit down, but yeah. certainly not every challenge is going to be like that. Well, and then JT says to us, you know, logically I should vote out James, but, you know, if I if I try anything snaky again, that would put me in a bad spot, like, you know, because it's vote flipping last week. But this is the thing that I don't understand, okay? So let's set the stage here. We have James Rupert and Amanda clearly wanting to vote for Tom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we have Colby and Tom. If Candace and JT go with Colby and Tom, it doesn't matter how fucking snaky you are. Cause you could get you. You're, you're getting rid of James. Now all you have left is Amanda and Rupert. And I'm sure you're going to lose at least one more challenge before the merge. Get rid of that one person. They're not on the jury. Even if Rupert or Amanda, one of the two, the two of them makes it to the merge, you have one angry juror and that is it. Why are you even entertaining? Do these dirty things before the merge. It doesn't matter. There's no repercussions if they don't, if they don't have a deciding choice to give you the money. Like, I don't get it. Why is it a question? Get rid of James. It's because of this dumb, blind loyalty. Well, it's stupid, and Candace, Candace knows it's stupid, and JT thinks it's stupid, too, so it seems. And then fucking Rupert is talking to Amanda, and he's like, if we, if we go both, you know, based on strength, Candace is the weakest. Vote Candace's butt out. I still want Tom. Oh, but I'd be fine with Candace. Like, how is Candace weak? She's really not. Yeah. Annoying. Sorry. Wow. I... I I remember last week when I 
got in a fit of rage because you didn't seem love actually and I threw my coaster. Yeah, is that how you're feeling now? If I when I was watching it, I if I had a coaster, I would have thrown it. <sighs> it's it's frustrating. So you know, just just to recap, like, well, we we still we so then we get into <laughs> the JT scramble where we see. You know, JT, he tells Rupert he's with them. He tells Colby he's with them. Yeah. Colby, Colby calls JT a wishy-washy flip-flopper. Yeah, he, he's like, he's playing the hand that suits him today, which, I mean, is true. But, like, well, and JT talks to Candace, and he, and they're like, you know, it, it's logical to vote James out. And Candace is just like, yeah, that, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And it's... I, and J- I kind of respect it. Like, it makes sense. And JT says to Candace, you and I are in control right now. And I think that's true. There's mm-hmm. the three over there. There's Colby and Tom. The two of them are the deciding factor. They need to put their brains to good use and make a good decision. And we'll find out at Tribal what they decide. <laughs> so just to recap, the names that have been thrown out are James, Tom, and Candace. Yes. <laughs> we get into Tribal, and they're kind of recapping what's gone on. Jeff asks Rupert, you know, what does it mean that James is still injured? And Rupert's like, I want to believe he'll be okay. Jeff's like, yeah, I mean, my, my niece could beat James in a race right now. I'm assuming his niece is like a toddler or something. And Rupert's like, no, she couldn't. And then James, James is like, you couldn't beat me in a race right now. Real talk. I'm like, okay, oh, oh, come on. It's just, you can't walk, bro. But okay. Yeah. And then JT is kind of just like, you know, I would never be like, vote me out because of an injury. But, you know, it is a concern. We we have to win. Like, you know, we are losing and losing. We need to win right now. And then, then, this, and I don't know if I'm like, too like, trigger hat, like with this word, like if I throw it out there too much. I feel like James is extremely gaslighty. Like, I can see it. The way he's talking to Candace. So he he basically somehow blames Tom and Candace for their loss about not listening. And just the way that he speaks about them and to them. And Candace says he's just mad because we're deciding to keep her or not, keep him or not with his bum knee. And he's like, baby, you're just hustling for your next thing. I, I'm tired of ar- arguing with y'all. Like just very dismissive kind of like, invalidating what she's saying because what she is saying is true james is Mm -hmm. on the defense he's fucking pissed that they're like do we keep him their his fate is in their hands and he is fucking pissed about it and he's just like dismissing her and kind of just saying like oh you're you know you're just trying to do this or that and it's just not fucking true i it pisses me off i don't like how he speaks to people yeah, and the, the listening argument doesn't make a ton of sense because the part that they lost wasn't the listening-based part. Mm-hmm. They if, if you're if you're breaking the challenge up into two parts, one, getting the pieces, two, putting them together, they got the pieces faster. So listening was clearly not an issue. It was assembling a fucking puzzle. Whew, okay. Which, yeah, sure, does require some listening, but also, like, you didn't see the villains being like, put that there, do that there. Like, they, they're they just good at fucking puzzles. Like, it's just heads down, do the puzzle. Yeah. Okay. 
and they and, and they argue with each other. Sandra at one point was just like they they ended up putting like a piece on the corner or something, and Sandra's like, "That's what I said. No one listened to me when I said it." And they they're simultaneously arguing while they're putting it together, but they're not getting hung up on it. They're performing. Yeah, they're not. They I think the heroes they waste so much time fucking arguing about it and focusing on that argument versus getting the job done. Right. And look look where it got them again. They're They've lost four out of five immunity challenges. So we get we get one final thought from Tom where he says, you know, it's it's me tonight, unless people realize that James busted me, like isn't gonna help in the competitions. And yeah, you know, James's final <laughs> James's final pitch is, well, I'm better than Tom, even with my bum knee. Yeah, Tom Tom's like, you know, unless some good people vote for the team, not for the numbers. And then yeah, James, James is just again, like what James, what Tom is saying is the truth. And what James is saying is like a distraction. And he's like, if you really think that guy can outperform me, you know, put, put me out then I, I want y'all to win. Mm. That is not, I'm sorry. You cannot fucking walk. You can't like, ugh. that's my final thoughts (laughs) Rupert groan yeah oh god growling (laughs) the killer's caption (laughs) growls oh god alright let's read the votes we got Tom Tom James James Tom Tom that's enough I did you notice when James or sorry when Tom was writing his vote down like clearly we saw Tom Tom vote for James and he held up his name and said all mass no class oh my god <laughs> well and, and you know he has a and I it's hard because like I, I do like James like I I think he's funny like I, he's a beast like he really is like if he did not have a bum bum knee he's really like unbeatable like and i i do like him and stuff but he he can be a little cocky for my liking like and i i and he he can he can be kind of a dick and like yeah. condescending like oh baby blah 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 but like don't call me baby i'm, I'm talking like I, there but you know what i mean like i i agree i okay so i don't want to get on too too much of a tangent because we still have the final word words from jeff probes to get into but i this week i was uh schooled on why it's not okay to use the word classy as an insult and it was in the context of none other than fucking Ari Ari from The Bachelor that dick Lewin Lewin dick Lewin Lewin dick right (laughs) oh are you talking about Taylor oh my god this was fucking incredible yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah. that's going to be one of my luxury items. So I will, I'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into that. But yes, but like, you know, I, again, we're, we're watching with the lens of this was, well, you know, it's 2010, but it, I don't, I don't know that Tom meant it as an insult, but I just want to note that you do have to, like, you should, you shouldn't use classy as an insult. I think when I, previous to this week, when I would think of classy, I would think of like, elegance money can't buy you class yeah oh my god <laughs> like, <laughs> funny. i kind of like i know exactly what you're talking about with the taylor from the bachelor bachelor yeah. sorry bachelor fame like i i i did you know 
look all look into all of that this week too but literally the first thing i thought it was money can't buy you class by the countess luann from real housewives of new york i wait can i say a fun moment is yesterday we like we for courtney's like bonfire it was there were just four of us there it was just you know me christy the hostess and then um Devin and Mm -hmm. Wendy are friends so we were just like you know spaced out around the bonfire and when Courtney pulled up I was like Christy Christy put on money can't buy you class by the Countess Luann so I like her her blast that as Courtney walked into her bachelorette which if I ever ever get married I I want you to do that for me as well oh I was thinking like when you walk down the aisle oh I mean if I walk down the aisle I want you to do that for me as well (laughs) done (laughs) thank you all right so tom leaves and he says be safe out there guys and jeff probes takes us out with these final words of wisdom he says it's clear with tonight's vote that even with james's knee he's still more valuable than tom that decision will soon be put to a test and it truly fucking will like i and i know you have you haven't seen this since 2010 correct correct okay so i have like and it it truly is put to the test. Like there are fucking repercussions to this choice. It, it's not a good fucking choice. It's it's not at all. Like how is an able-bodied man less valuable than someone that can't walk? Like, and I'm sorry, like, and I'm talking in the context of Survivor, obviously mm-hmm. not, in, not in real life. Like to, to get shit done in life, the prerequisite isn't that you have to be able to walk, but I'm saying in the context of this game where you need to win physical challenges in order to stay alive, you need to have mobility. Mm-hmm. Who was your MVP from this episode, Ashley? Oh man, the MVP. I say it every oh. week. I say it every week. <laughs> you, I that I that I always forget this is coming, and again. Again, I am blind. Hashtag blindsided by this. Um, Does it have to be Russell? I mean, Russell finding the idol was good, and like they, we haven't seen anything happen with that idol. You know, we don't know if they're going to target him because of it. We don't know if Coach is really going to stick to his word. We don't know. So, I mean, we'll give him an honorable. I'd give him an honorable mention. This was really a ensemble episode, if you will. I don't know that there was one standout. Well, her, you know, what about what about Jerry? Was, she made that. She made that basket. She she called her say. team. Yeah, that I was gonna say. You know, if we're looking at the challenges, you know, Jerry, like that was like a total like mo- like mm-hmm. you know, fuck you, Rupert. Like watch this. Like uh, so, I I that was good. She did. She was the caller. Her team won. So, like, definitely let's give it to Jerry. I'm going to give a a big garbage bell from my other podcast when someone's garbage and you ding the garbage bell. I'm going to give one of those to Rupert. I'm going to give, like, like, fuck James right now. And, like, fuck JT and Candace. Like, what the fuck? What what the, what were they thinking? So it's hard for me. We to need think. our own version of the garbage bell. We what what would it be? Something really bad in Survivor be like dead fish. <laughs> we'll we'll go back to a, a dead fish washed upon the shore. Um, oh my god! Well, we will we will think about it because I feel like sometimes it is actually easier to give out like a you're an asshole award than <laughs> like you're an MVP award. Like, whose torch did you want to snuff this week oh my god this the snuffed torch yeah the snuffed torch yeah like okay wait who's whose torch are we gonna snuff this week that like, can we, uh, we, we want to phrase it like that 
Yeah, I'm snuffing Rupert. I'm snuffing. Who else did you say? I kind of want to snuff James. Yeah. He's kind of, he's being kind of a dick. I, mm-hmm. Candace and JT, I don't hate, okay, this is where the game turns for me, where I don't give a fuck about the heroes anymore. This is my turning point. I like Tom. I think Tom's an honorable man. I think he's strong. I, 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 I just like Tom. I am rooting for Tom. Colby, like, not like personally really rooting for him that much. I just don't think he has the same appeal as Tom for me personally. Where, where are you? Where are you with Colby? All right. Can keep in mind, I'm fresh off of All Stars, and I'm fresh off of the that weird ass reunion part two episode where they go through all these weird ass awards. By the way, Colby wins hottest guy. And I kind of just don't see what all the fuss is about. And to be fair, I have not watched Australia recently because there's a bunch of missing episodes on Hulu. Friend of the show, Brian, gave me his DVDs of the season to watch. So that's on my to-do list. So I don't know. Do you think if I watched Colby's original season, I'd be like on the Colby train? You know, okay, we need to think about it. Okay, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm giving it a goog, a, a 2001, or like, or no, I, really the year, I feel like this was probably filmed in the year 2000. I, a young Colby is, is, is pretty hot. I mean, he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's hot, for sure. But he's a cowboy hat know, right now. He, he has a, a pearly white, nice straight teeth. You know, I don't know that he has a hot personality. To me, it's like, I feel like all of the Survivor hotties that I gravitate towards, they have this charisma. And I don't know, at least uh, in this season, that Colby has that. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell yeah. you what it is. Okay. This, imagine. It's, it's like, two, it's 2001. I have you're, my eyes closed right now. <laughs> you're, you're, take it back. You're in, you're in middle school. You're sitting on the couch. You're also, you're sitting with your middle-aged mom, right? Reality TV doesn't exist until now. This is your first exposure to a celebrity that's not an actor or a singer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like a new type of celebrity to you. Colby's like a young dude. There really is no criteria to compare it to at this time. He's the original Survivor hottie. He is. Yeah. He is. I, I, I get it. I, I wouldn't say no, but I'm just... So it kind of just like carries and, you know, it's four years later. So he is the OG. Like, I'm trying to think in season one, like... They they did in their, their Survivor hottie awards nominations they did have a season one person i forget who it was he was like very blonde oh really again some of the people they included in their roundups like i i do hope we we watch that season and get to it yeah because it would be so interesting i'm trying to find a pick like they i don't know yeah but i just feel like maybe there wasn't any greg greg let's say let me let me I've not seen the. I I did I did recently like watch the first episode or so. So like I don't know why I'm like. Keep, keep in oh. mind, I'm not I'm not saying that I think Greg. His last name is B U I S. Okay. Like I think looking at his. I'm not I'm not saying I think Greg is hot. I'm saying they singled him out in this weird best of Survivor as a Survivor hottie. Okay, I'm looking at Greg. I mean, I guess he's okay. Like. I, I'm not like, damn, I guess he's like, 
like conventionally attractive, but he doesn't look sexy. That's weird. Does it, he's he doesn't look like hot to me. Like you could be like, oh, like he's he's like a nice looking human, but like I feel like Colby was the first Survivor hottie, and like it just stuck with him. You know, in, yeah. in two thousand four, when you know, just a couple years later, like he's the OG. So I I, I think that's where it comes from. Well, let's move this along. It's now time to get to a segment that we're currently in the process of renaming because we used to call it Survivor Shouts, but then we realized we were mostly using it to talk shit, which isn't really a shout out. What I've been calling it in my head this past week is, I don't love this. It's a working title. I've been calling it Survivor Scuttlebutt. (laughs) I mean, I we can try it on we, yeah. we can test it out we you know we're free agents we're, we're no we're not committing to it but so I have one thing I want to share and then I have something that I want you to share if you were not already planning on sharing it oh okay. and then and then I want to talk about all stars okay yeah please so the first thing I wanted to share is Something I actually you've participated. Well, you know, we've both participated in a few different like survivor live things, but there's one coming up that I'm really tempted to purchase a ticket for. It's Ceri's Survivor Holiday Party. It's on Saturday, December 19th, and it's a, a ton of she's having a ton of people on. It's there's Party, there's Adam Klein, Andrea, Michaela, our girl Michelle. Sandra's gonna be there. Ozzy's gonna be there. I I, hope, I have so many questions about his OnlyFans. No, I mean I I hope that you do. Unfortunately, I do have a conflict because that's the wedding. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe Courtney's micro wedding. I mean, this is this is in the evening time, and like because it is a micro wedding, and it's you know it's it's like a marriage, not a reception. You know what I mean? There's, like we're yeah. witnessing the marriage. It's like you know, like we we're probably going to eat a little bit of a lunch. Like this is occurring mm-hmm. around noon. So like, this is later in the evening. So like, depending what time I get well, home, I, and yeah. if I can get a ticket, like I, I actually might. There's Bryce is going to be there. Tyson's going to be there. Davey. Oh, Davey. <laughs> there, and, and a bunch of others. It's, it's 40 bucks. I think I might do it. I just need to, I kind of yeah, need to see how goes, I'm going to feel. The money goes to a good cause, right? Yeah, it's benefiting um, Sunday's fight against cancer. They're also it's gonna so they're gonna have survivor trivia, a puzzle competition, which I believe and I, I believe maybe one of the prizes, if not like the competition, is gonna feature outplay puzzles, which if you haven't seen that highlight of me trying to assemble an outplay puzzle, check it out in our Instagram story highlights. Have you tried it yet? Mm. I have it because I, I said I was going to film myself doing it and you don't know, you know, I don't know how to use technology. So like I haven't figured out the logistics of that yet. And also I really don't have a good surface right now. Cause like, because, because my mom's working from home, um, our kitchen table has turned into her, her desk. So there's no like good table for me. I actually, you know, what about a, like a TV tray? Like, you know, like, that would be fine. It's very small. Yeah, yeah. So I, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll set something up with that. But yeah, no, I have not tried it yet. The, the pieces also fit very snug, snugly together. So you could truly like kind of do it on your bed. Like, yeah, I, I did try to start doing that. But I was like, I need okay. to film this. And I was like, I don't want to like, I don't want to like cheat. <laughs> like, I don't want to like figure it out and then film myself doing it. So I, I put one, I snapped one. I will say when Matt was doing it and he was like, didn't he say like, this is satisfying? Like snapping yeah. pieces together it truly is it is it like a glove 
we'll we'll link to them in our in our recap if I if I'm able to do it this week. I've been very negligent, but we okay. So we'll sh- we'll share we'll share the party invite. Uh, every time I participate in like someone Survivor Live or watch one of the things, I really enjoy it. I don't know. I guess part of me is I'm always like, okay, that stuff is next level. But I feel like that's how we build community and. You know, that that was how we ended up interviewing Bryce because I jumped on his podcast anniversary live and was like, Bryce, you're my dream guest. Okay. He's like, why haven't you asked me yet? And we were like, <laughs> oh my God, we can do that? We're allowed? <laughs> oh my God. But, okay. Oh wait, can I just say, do you remember when I, when Wine Wednesdays with Michelle and her sister Kim were a thing and they- They, had, they were the best. Yeah. And they had to take a hiatus. Um, and, but hopefully they, I think they are going to be back soon. Um, but do you remember when I made a donation? Yes. Um, to the charity, I think it was. How would you say, Nami Nami like N A M I, like it's like a mental health like charity. Andrea um was on there, and I donated. And like, if you donated a certain amount, you got like an invite to a Zoom with Andrea and Michelle. And do you remember when I literally fucking forgot? Like I yeah. messed up the time and I missed it. And Nick Wilson came on as a surprise fucking guest. And we know how much I love him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and wait, do you remember when Michelle, her last wine Wednesday, I'm pretty sure was with Nick Wilson and I missed it. And then yeah. her Instagram got fucked up and she couldn't save it. Um, I do. IGTV and I was really sad. Well, maybe this is, maybe this is our chance. Okay. So <laughs> that, that brings me to my second item of the scuttlebutt. It's about Michelle. Oh, it's about it's about her um, T Swift. Yes, her. how delightful was that? And I loved it. And you know, I'm not big on the social media. You know, I'm not like I I consume social media all day, every day. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. But you know, I don't like. Yeah, I get I get a little shy about posting because I feel like you just are such a natural, and I don't do it as much. But you know, you saw me posted on that Idol Chatter podcast yeah. Instagram and on our story. Michelle, like, I mean, Laura will get into this very soon. Um, but Taylor Swift, you know, blessed us with another surprise album this year. Like, she's too kind to us, truly. And the image was her with this kind of, like, janky French braid. But I like it. But I'm saying it's not, it, like, it's imperfect. It's, like, her, like in nature and it's just like the back of taylor's head with like a flannel on and like a french braid and michelle recreated it and it was lovely i, I love a swifty a survivor swifty absolutely and you know it's it's that reminded me of something else that i didn't intend to bring up but you know there's been all those memes going around that's like taylor swift created two albums but what? and like there's a ton of them and now i can't think of one i haven't even seen one it, it's like Taylor Swift was able to give us two albums, but we can't even get one vaccine or like something like that. You know what okay. I mean? For instance, but it kind of reminds, like my instinct was to make a meme that's like Taylor Swift was able to create two albums, but we can't even get one season of Survivor. Uh-huh. And Matt and I, after we finished All Stars, we got into not a debate, but just a, a lively conversation about why there hasn't been a season and I you know I mentioned this the other week that I've seen you know some tweet every there's always a tweet that's like a survivor update and I'm like don't tell me until there's anything to know and I looked it up because I was like yeah let me get some answers on the 10th which was three days ago 
Jeff Probst did an interview where he was kind of breaking it down. And because it's like, well, every, everyone in their mind is like, it should be so simple. Like, get 20 people, put them in like the, the, uh, the woods of Iowa. I don't know. Iowa. <laughs> I'm thinking of Idaho, my bad. Well, I mean, either one. I mean, which the wood are they known for the woods? Either I don't know. Like Alaska is what Matt was saying. Like, just put people somewhere and make a potato music. field in Idaho. Yeah, and so you know, Jeff was explaining it, and this is these are some of the points that I too was making to Matt. I was like, I think the thing is, is like with the the havoc that this show take wrecks on your body, like you would have 20 people emerging from the season so immunocompromised. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I think w- with Taylor, right, like there is maybe a team of five to 10 people involved with the production of their album and they're able to do it for the most part virtually. But so Jeff Prost was saying, he was like, keep in mind, like our production crew is over two to 300 people. Many of them are from different countries. Yeah. So it's not like it's all Americans that can just film somewhere in America. Like a lot of their crew is based around the world, I guess. Yeah. So, no, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Like It's a whole logistical thing. And the point I was trying to make with Matt is I was like, well, I think, and so Jeff Probst didn't say this and I bet he probably can't. But I think you and I have speculated or other people have speculated that there there could potentially be like some contractual obligation to Fiji. Yeah, we're, we're not know. we're not counting that out. I, I think I, I mean, you would think, though, that because of these unprecedented times that they would, you know, be able sure. to, I, to make modifications. But we, we just don't know. You know, we're not there behind the scenes. We we. We can't begin to understand what goes into this. It's just so right. tough. I, it's it's so hard because you see other shows making it work. Like the like, challenge is a very similar vibe. Yeah, and like, but but also too, some of these iterations of the shows that we know and love, they're like they're good, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know, like as you know, like I'm a big Guy Fieri fan, so like, and I I do like this. This is cute. They like. They have the some of the judges of Guy's Grocery Games competing at home. I, I've talked about before where Guy, you know, they're on a Zoom call and Guy mails them a box of like funky ingredients and they need to cook it. But then they need to taste it theirself and describe it to the judge who is on Zoom. And it's like, you can't taste it. You don't know what it tastes like. They could be lying. It could taste like shit. Yeah. So it's fun. It's there. It's getting us from point A to point B. But like, we still want the real thing. And like Survivor, yeah. we don't want to half-ass it. Well, you know what, I kind of, it's tough because I think if they did have to scale back a little bit, it might be nice. I think a lot about that interview Adam Klein did where they asked him about, you know, the currency, the fire challenge, all these new evolutions. And he said, and I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but it, it really stuck with me. He said, I want them to stop creating new twists to draw in hundreds of new viewers and get back to what initially captivated hundreds of thousands of viewers right like get back to basics a little bit it was too much the fire tokens the edge the fire fire tokens the the fucking fire making challenge like edge of extinction it's a lot and so i you know i think certainly yes i I want the immunity idols to stay i want it to still be a very strategic game and less about we're a family 
but you know, I think there could be something nice about you're in the you're in the Idaho woods. <laughs> when it or the potato field. When you when it gets to the point when a player goes home because they're literally the only option and didn't even receive a fucking vote, but every other person played an advantage at tribal. You've gone too far. Like I, you know, and just because like, I I feel like we definitely will do the season at one point. So I don't want to do any spoilers, but that's literally occurred where someone Mm -hmm. towards the end of the game went home by default because every single person or has some kind of advantage. That's fucked up. Somebody somebody wins because of this fucking fire-making challenge and then they go and squander all their money and start a racist saw company. Like, <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah, it's too much. We really do need to go back to basics. All right, so, okay, that that's just, I didn't even mean to get into that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about in the Survivor Scuttlebutt is I just finished rewatching All Stars and I don't, I, I've said a lot during this episode, and I, I guess I don't want to get too into it because I can talk about it all day, but I just had to highlight a few things from the reunion finale because uh, we get a classic, I love these so much, where Jeff Probst leaves the island, gets on a helicopter, oh. and pretends like he's flying into New York City, and it's so delightful. It is so delightful. But yeah, the, the, there was a, a bunch of different things that happened in the reunion. Spoiler alert. Well, I kind of don't want to say it because I want Courtney to be surprised. But there's one really big thing that happens, but whatever. Okay, and then at one, the one thing that jumped out at me was at one point, everyone kind of gets to go around and say their piece or whatever. And people are like, oh, did this person, like, a lot of people are, there's a lot of heat on this season for the choices that people make. And Boston Rob in particular, you know, backstabbed a lot of people. And there's a lot of like, oh, he's a terrible person because he did this or whatever. And Jerry goes to make the point. And before she can even get it out, the entire audience boos her. And this is Madison Square Garden. It's a big ass crowd. Wow. Yes, they boo her. And she said, you know, the point I wanted to make was that I understand that we are characters to you, but we are real people, real feelings and real emotions. And then we go to a commercial break. And when we come back, Jerry is gone. She left. And then so then they they do this thing where they're like, the big twist is we're going to let the fans pick somebody else to win a million dollars. And we're going to be back in a week with another episode. And in this 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 final episode that they do, this like two-parter reunion, is so cringy for so many reasons, but one of which is Jerry's back and Jeff like calls her out on multiple things and it's so awkward. Like one I guess she did an interview where she said she like blamed Jeff for not controlling the audience. And he was like, you know, how can you say that? Like, we wouldn't have a show without the audience. Like, they're entitled to their opinion. And she's like, yeah, but, like, part of the reunion is, like, this is where we all get a chance to, like, say our piece. And it sucks to get booed when that, like, fucking Richard Hatch is, is, you know, flapping his mouth and no one boos him. But they're gonna fucking boo Jerry? Like, I just don't get it. Oh, it's... And again, I really think this would be a very interesting season to explore. So like I don't yes. I don't wanna go so so much into it, but the fucking toxic masculinity. Yes. Fucking oh, rigby. 
Yeah, that, Ruby Shake. Is, is that you? Are you giving a garbage bell for Richard Hatch? <laughs> oh, good girl. You, you should give her a treat. Yeah. Uh, last week, if you, if you guys, you, you left it in, right? Where Rigby does her little shaky shake and her little bell jingles. And I, yeah. I mentioned that I listen to a podcast and when someone's trash, they ring a garbage bell. And ironically, we're just talking about Richard Hatch being a piece yeah. of shit. And Rigby gave him a garbage bell. Good girl. But... but- so that that yeah I think you're right we should watch it there's a lot to dissect but it's okay so so that was one thing and then there was another thing where Jerry also and I guess in the same interview was like yeah like a lot of people wouldn't be here if they weren't contractually obligated (laughs) and I think she probably means like herself probably Sue like I, I don't know and Jeff was like I just want to say right now that's not true and if anyone wants to leave you can leave and then no one leaves because that's fucking awkward. And then Jeff's like, there you have it. And he's like, really fucking combative to Jerry. And I just don't, I, I, I just, I, I hate it. It's like Lex said so many more like controversial things. Uh, it, it, the, the whole the whole thing is just like truly mind blowing. And then, yeah, they have these like little like best of and the, the people could vote for like best survivor fight, hottest dude. But then they also have, they call it hottest woman, but I believe Jeff says sexiest woman. And I understand that we had hottest dude, but basically hottest dude was like, they played the footage and there wasn't a ton of commentary, but like Jeff would be like, oh, that's Greg from season one. That's Colby. Like y'all know Colby. But then, oh my God, it's, and it's the footage too. Cause it's like when you have footage of the hottest dudes, it's was just it like Jeff, guys did. Jenna, was it, what was her name? That blonde? Like, yeah. Well, so when they have the. Yeah, when they have the guys, they're just standing around shirtless. But when they do the footage for all the girls, it's like the girl, all like women bathing themselves. And it's like so gross. And like Jeff is like making this disgusting commentary. Like the one that Matt and I like truly cringed on was, do you remember Dara, the mortician? Yes. Okay, so there's footage of her showering and Jeff goes, there's Dara, the mortician getting clean and it was just like the way he said getting clean it was just like oh my god you're disgusting Uh, and then and then like and then oh god the 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 woman who won hottest woman by the way was amber and then jeff's like boston rob like how do you feel that she's yours and it was like ew like she's not his possession like this is oh my god it's what it was just like uh, I obviously am heated. It was just like a really, really weird thing. I the, think the Jerry stuff was weird. The the, the whole Shean of it all, like Shean of it all. I, you know, truthfully, I'm actually really invested in this idea that we watch this. So I think I might hold off on actually watching. Yeah, as you know, like I don't know on a whim. I feel like I don't know what we were talking about. I think maybe because I knew we were doing heroes versus villains, and I was kind of like. You know, I don't, I need to go back to some of these older seasons that, you know, ne- now that I have the luxury of, you know, being able to afford the nine ninety nine a month to pay for CBS All Access and watch these episodes without missing, you know, missing episodes due to like music rights. I should go back. So I did. And it just, it was one of those things where it's like, I think I started it on a Sunday and then that Monday night I resumed and like watched quite a bit. And then, you know, life happens, work happens, and I kind of just didn't keep watching and I I fell off but I was you know because of everything you're saying I was like oh man I you know when we wrap up I'm gonna go get my abundance of like Italian food and like we're Chinese and now it's kind of 
Is there something my about fucking... Chinese in my brain right now? I don't know. Oh, that sounds good. My blood pressure right now is through. But yeah, I, you're right. We'll we'll hold off on more of a discussion. I mean, I yeah. did just rant for like 10 minutes, but... I kind of want to... I'm going to hold off and I'm not going to resume. And I'm just going to like let this happen naturally. And I think we should watch it. And I can experience all, all this rage that you're feeling first, you know, firsthand yeah. on my own. I love yeah, the idea really. of doing an expedited type season yeah. where we do two or three episodes at a time. I agree. I think that could be fun. I think with Heroes versus Villains, like, okay, there are some episodes, you, we've said it ourselves, like, there were some episodes of this that were kind of duds. Like, we mm-hmm. really, this is boring. Like, sorry, listeners, that we need to f- give you an entire, you know, hour and so of this because nothing fucking happened. But yeah. Uh, we can't I feel like there's too much to to take in for these later seasons but I think with an older season we could do that and I I I like that idea too for sure and I I forget if we've discussed it but I think what I what I would like to do is do an expedited season of all-stars so you know if there's 14 episodes of survivor we'd be doing seven episodes of all-stars maybe towards the end a couple of them get their own this this reunion episode certainly needs to be its own episode yeah standalone. Uh, so so maybe we do a shorter season of that and then I, I would love to watch Kagayan since it is on Netflix and there is a lot to talk about there yeah definitely and then hopefully by that time we will have a new season of Survivor I'm not gonna hold my breath for it but I, I would again. I would love it all right, so now we're going to get into my favorite segment, luxury items. This is where we share some things outside of Survivor that we've been enjoying this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have like 12, so do you want to start us off? I only have two, but they are, I can talk about them for a while. Well, you know, one was, of course, the new surprise Taylor Swift album, Evermore. I did kind of a a little bit of a tangent about this on my personal Instagram at more rational and um it's I really love the album it's you know I I keep worrying that I'm like the more she does the the more chance there is for something to be bad but it's just not possible she's a creative genius yeah you know I will say I'm going to be very honest with you I only did like a first listen quick listen I've not done a close listen yet so that's, that's very that's very fair hard uh, you know like this is a standout to me like I, personally I just like I'm really vibing Willow like am I supposed like yeah. I feel like a big no. I feel like a basic bitch because it's like the first song on the album so I feel like am I supposed to be is everyone like <laughs> Willow's the best like is that me but maybe maybe it's me but Willow is Willow is a very good song. I you know part of me when I hear folklore evermore, there's a, a rumor that it's going to be a trilogy and she's going to do a third. But uh, part of me does miss the pop stuff from Taylor, and I think it's it's so impressive how she can move from genre to genre and excel in each of them she she had multiple country albums and then she was like the biggest pop star there was and now she is she's going into this alternative folky singer songwriter space and fucking killing it and I love that stuff I think at least like I I, you know what I don't know I'm I'm of two minds I I like pop music but then I also like you know the alternative world as well 
But I, I do hope we get another pop album from her at some point because I think she's just so good at writing those songs. Like We, we will. Uh, we will. And yeah. I think, like, the whole reason, you know, that we did, you know, get this little gift from her is just because of what's going on in the world right now. And it's like, yeah. what, what else is Taylor going to do besides, like, isolate herself in, like, this recording studio in the woods and, like, give us some, like, folksy music, you know? So... But no, I mean, she'll be back. She will be back with, like, an amazing pop album when she can tour and, and, and promote it accordingly. It just doesn't hit the same, you know? Yeah. If, well, if you can't have the video. And by the video, like, I know she has videos for some of her, you know, for Folklore, for Evermore. But they're stripped down. You know, it's not. I will say my favorite song on the album so far, and these always change, you know, but my favorite one right now is Long Story Short. And I think it's because it is kind of a poppy song. Like it's the one with that, the only one that has like an upbeat tempo really. Uh, so that's, that's my favorite so far. Yeah. I, I like that one too. I'm again, I'm going to listen. I think I was very, I like to, I like to do my listening while I drive. And yeah. unfortunately there's not really much driving to do. And I tried doing it yesterday when I was running my errands, but it was just, like, I was like picking up stuff for like the little um, bonfire surprise, but it was mm -hmm. too fragmented. Like it would be like, Oh, like here I have to pause. I'm at the Dunkin' drive through. Oh, okay. I'm at the grocery store. Oh, I'm picking up some chips and guac at, at the Mexican restaurant. Like, so it's not, I, I feel like I just need to go on a cruise one day and just listen. And like in, in our, our beautiful, you know, scenic New Jersey. Uh, I, I totally understand. Yeah. We're, it's so funny because, like, people that are listening to this that aren't from New Jersey, like, they probably think of, like, the Real Housewives or Jersey Shore. And, like, if they could only see, like, where we grew up and, like, where I, you know, still live in, like, I mean, near you, there's all places, all sorts of parts of New Jersey that look like this, but, like, very beautiful, like, country. It's extremely beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice place to live. I hate the reputation that New Jersey gets. It's yeah. a nice place. Visit New Jersey. We, we should be on the New Jersey tourism board. Yes. Not sponsored, but open to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything you want to share? Because my last one is going to be, it's a Bachelor related. So it's going to be a fucking tangent. And yeah. then we'll get into the Ari drama too. If Wait, we want. And it's my second one. And I, I'm going to give credit to you for it. But. I also have something Bachelor related to say as well. So okay. I'll save that for my second one. My first one is I, I've been watching The Amazing Race, um, which I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad at them. Like, I understand there's a lot going on and it's a lot to take in. But we at all, our idol chatter group, or our idol advisors group chat, which is now kind of turned into a Real Housewives group chat more than anything. But, you know, I digress. Of Laura, myself friend of the show Courtney, friend of the show Brian, you know, you know him, you love him, they've been guests. We have our little group chat that started out, you know, for Survivor and, you know, that now we pretty much talk about Real Housewives in New York like all day every day. But we all said we were going to watch The Amazing Race and I, I did and, and no, no one else did, but whatever, hopefully they, they will. So I've been, it's, we're almost at the finale. Next week is the finale of The Amazing Race this season and it's just so fucking good. But I'm sorry we didn't watch it. It's okay, people. but you should. You really should. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it back to the beginning. And I am pretty sure because The Amazing Race, I'm going to say, is pretty much like the second reality show. The reality mm -hmm. competition show, at least. Like, there was Survivor. And then 
I, I think I mentioned this before. There was a show called The Mole, and I really want to know what the fuck happened to that. Like, why that didn't catch on like Survivor and The Amazing Race did and did not have the longevity. Do you remember The Mole? I, I, I think I asked you this like, literally last <laughs> you week. You did. I, I have a very particular story about The Mole, so I Wait. didn't watch. You do? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't watch it regularly, but there was this one weekend that, like, Lydia and I had a sleepover or something, and, you know, like, back in the day, there'd be shit on TV, and you would just get sucked in, but there was a a marathon of the Celebrity Mole, and it had, like, Corbin something or other, Kathy Griffith, like, just a bunch of randos, and we devoured it. Like, we watched the whole thing, and then we went on to The Sims, and we made a Sims house of all the celebrity mole <laughs> contestants, and it was, like, a whole thing. Like, we got really deep into it, and then for my for my wedding, her gift to me was the DVDs of the celebrity mole. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. I can't believe – I didn't know that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still don't watch. I still don't watch them. Holy shit! Wait, um, can you like next time you're visit? Can you can you watch them? And then next time you're visiting your parents, can you just like stop on by and like maybe in my mailbox? Because like no problem. Um, wait, I I have something to say. Okay, I am googling the mole right now as as I do frequently while we're you know discussing things, and I did not know because. When I just said the mole right now, in my head, it was like the fucking trifecta. It was Survivor, The Amazing Race, and The Mole. And I really feel bad the mole went, by the way. So like, where where did you go, the mole? Where where are you? I did not realize Anderson Cooper was the host of the fucking mole. That's wild. Damn, I guess it's so funny because it's like, you know, later, like, you're, I'm, I'm an adult. And I'm like, oh, you know, a- Anderson Cooper. I, I, I know who that is, but. Wait, I'm just like recapping the contestants of the celebrity mole, and it's like so fucking random. Like, uh, one of the Stephen Baldwin is on there. Uh, Eric Von Detten. I I I bet that. I bet Eric. I bet Eric Von Detten is like who drew us in because he he was real hot. You know how I feel like. You have not said this, but it, 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 it could very well be true. Friend of the show, guest Danielle, I'm pretty sure it was like I had my sexual awakening because of um, Jess from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eric Von Detten was like my first like celebrity love. Link. Can I tell you something? You know, because we, we've talked on the show about just a lot of really strange childhood crushes that we've had. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> like Zachary Pink is from Hocus Pocus. Or, okay, or Casper, the friendly guy. Yeah. Here's, here's one. Voiced by Devin Sawa, who was a fucking body. <laughs> I was talking to, to Lauren the other day, and she was saying that she was watching the Santa Claus, and it reminded me of something, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I had a crush on Bernard the Elf. Do you know who I'm talking about? Wait. Hold on. Hold Bernard on. the Elf from the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And I'm curious. Oh. <laughs> I, I just Googled. Wow. <laughs> you, I guess you didn't feel the same way. Do you have dreadlocks? Where's my curls? Sorry, I need to. Wow. Okay. He was, he was like the bad boy of the North Pole. <laughs> the original bad boy. 
Wow. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I, it was worth a shot. Who is? Okay. No, I know what you're talking about. I have not seen the Santa Claus. I I don't remember having. What? That. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh no, no no I'm sorry I'm sorry I I I think I maybe I cut my own self off and I I meant to say in a long time or I don't know. Oh, okay. No, no, no I have I have in my life but in a in a like since childhood I have not seen it as an adult. All right. Well. It was worth a shot, because if you were like, oh my god, me too, it would have been funny, but now I just look like a fucking creep who's into elves. I, I said I liked Casper. <laughs> I'm dying, sorry. I, I'm i on Disney.Fandom.com, and it's like character information, personality, beautiful, elfin, bossy, bossy, sorry, bossy, feisty, loudmouth, responsible, kind, patient, appearance, slender elf. Medium length dark brown hair, chocolate brown eyes, fair skin, red striped tunic, dark brown trousers, forest green velvet hat with ribbon on the hem, various necklaces, brown coat with a red scarf. Okay, like thank you, Disney.fandom.com. You're really giving me all I need. Oh my god. Oh man. Alright, we'll put a pin in that. Bernard, Bernard the elf deep dive. Damn. Okay. Wait, can I just wait? Can I just say where I, my actual luxury item is? Can we? Can I, yeah. Can we? Can we circle back to that? We don't need to circle back. Um. Okay. So my point is, I was watching this season of The Amazing Race, which is good, and it's it's really sad actually to watch. Okay. It's both. It's it's nice to watch because it's like it's nice to see beautiful places of the world, you know because we can't travel right now so it's like oh that's cool that's cool but then it's also fucking depressing because it's like fuck i can't go to this place right now if i wanted to i mean let's forget that i don't have the money to like to fly there but you know regardless like it is kind of a bummer yeah it's just, i'm enjoying it but i decided to go back and watch season one of the amazing race and oh boy. it's just like just like survivor it's evolved so much like just like with the introduction of idols and you know advantages and survivor it's so crazy how the amazing race like just like we okay you know how you were always like oh they spend 10 minutes of fucking airtime in old seasons of survivor watching someone catch a fish it's the same thing like in the amazing race in season one it's so hilarious because it's like an actual roadblock for them is oh no, like, we need to find a flight, like, we need to, like, we don't have cell phones, like, we need, like, because it's literally 2000, 2001, not everyone had a cell phone then, we need to, you know, call the airline on a payphone and try to buy a flight. Now they don't, it, there's no mention of that. It's like, you do something in order to secure a good flight, you know, booked for you by production. It's just, like, crazy how it's evolved, but it's really delightful, like, even the old season, like, I think because I'm so immersed in Survivor and, like, watching the new seasons all the time, when I go back to watch an old season of Survivor, I'm kind of like, damn. But because I don't watch that much of The Amazing Race, I'm able to kind of enjoy it as its own thing. But season one of The Amazing Race is great. And I just need to say, I don't know, like, I feel like I was a little hormonal, but I was, I was off on Thursday and Friday. Wednesday night, I started watching it. So there was this one of the pairs on the race is this couple that's been married for 40 years. So they're a little bit older. Um, their names are Dave and Margareta. They are so in love. They are so cute. And I don't know why my mind is 
like why am I like this? I was just like because this was filmed in like 2000 or something and I was I have no idea where this is going. I'm so excited. I I was like why am I like this? This was filmed in 2000 and they're like maybe in their 60s and I'm like oh my god what if they're dead? <laughs> that was like oh my god. That was my first thought and I googled it and Margareta has passed and I'm going to cry mm-hmm. talking about it. They are just so in love and it's okay. I think the reason that you, like you would like it it's so interesting that dynamic of being able to play with someone that you're comfortable with and you're close to like just how blood versus water and survivor is a whole new interesting dynamic because it's like you're automatically a pair and it's like Mm -hmm. you can say something to your loved one that you maybe can't say to a stranger that you met you know less than 39 days ago it's just like a very interesting show but they are just so in love and they just have such a positive attitude throughout it i was two in the morning in my bed when I say inconsolably, I I was bawling. I, I I found her obituary. I was fucking losing my shit. So I feel like this is not an endorsement. I'm not like, like hey guys, like you should watch this show and then think about this while you're watching it and cry. But it, it's just a great show, and it, it it was just it was very beautiful. I'm like very invested. I'm almost done the season, so I think everyone should go back and watch The Amazing Race. It's on Hulu. Oh, that that does make me feel emotional because I will say, like, I think one of the best indications of is this a good relationship is can you travel with this person? And I just had in my life two very stark experiences. My ex-boyfriend was... <sighs> I mean, look, they have their, their good, their good and bad qualities, but they were a fucking nightmare to travel with. Like, just to the point that it was like, I, going to the airport with them was just the, the worst. Like, they once got into a fight with a stewardess. Like, it was just like truly horrific. Anyway. Oh, wow. Where, where, whereas my sweet husband, Matt, is a fucking delight to travel with. And sure, you have, like, any any trip has its bumps, but he's just generally, like, it, we're just very in sync. He, he has this, uh, me and Samita like to mock this, because I showed it to her one time, but he has an, he has what I call an airport walk. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, it's just a speed walk. Like, urgent. He has a sense of urgency. <laughs> he, he, sees the, he sees his gate. He sees his destination. He's going to get there. Well, I, I'm the kind of person who gets to the airport, like, three hours early, so it's usually not a factor. But, like, this one time coming back from Amsterdam, we had to make our connecting flight in Spain. And this, this Spain, the Madrid airport, is, like, huge and they don't have you know those things in the airports where like you stand on it and it what are those called okay it's like it looks like a treadmill yeah like they don't they don't have any of those so you just have these long ass hallways that sounds awful i'm i'm so lazy and you know what you know what my biggest mistake that i've i always am like i need to buy some fucking luggage is what i need to do I'm always like, I refuse to check a bag. If I'm going away for a couple days, I'm like, I'm bringing a carry-on. But you know what I do? I bring a giant-ass duffel bag, pack it to the brim. So foolish. Digging into my shoulder. I mean, you've traveled with me. You've been. You know, that time, though, we went with Christy and Courtney, and we did check one suitcase for us. So maybe. But you you probably saw me packing on the last day, shoving shit into my duffel bag. For, for my your birthday. Sh- 
I'm gonna get you a a, a rolly carry on. I, I I really need one if we ever are allowed to travel again. Thank you. Well, so so we're in the Madrid airport and like Matt is speed walking to the gate with more gusto than I've ever seen anyone speed walk, and it was just like funny to me because it was like I understood the urgency, obviously, but. I can't walk that fast. My legs are shorter. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Get on the plane without me? Like, like you're going to be like, wait for this lady. Like, it, it's If it comes been... down to it, if it comes down to it, he, he's going to board that flight. He has, he has places <laughs> to go, people to stay. Well, anyway, that's what it made me think of. Yeah, it's no. Just, I, and it was, it's, it's important. It was actually really sweet, too, at the um, Bachelorette Christie. You you know, you, you helped. Uh, oh, wait. One of your mm-hmm. questions you contributed did make the list. So Christie had made a little game and sent it to Courtney's fiance um asking for his answers and then we all filled out the question like and courtney herself included like oh what would mm-hmm. mark say courtney's favorite food is or this and one, yeah. one of them was the taylor swift song and he he was like i don't know she likes a lot of them um <laughs> but one of the questions was what's their favorite thing to do together and i feel like she said maybe go out to eat or something or she, i think she said hang out because like they do like that you know they love watching their shows just spending time together lounging whatever but he said hang out feels a bit too vague but that's yeah fine. but that well that's what that was courtney's answer he said travel mm-hmm. and she was like oh Aww. my god that really is my favorite thing to do with him he's right that's so sweet. That's yeah. so sweet. no i think that's like you need to have a good travel partner like right now as a single lady i feel like courtney's my travel like i feel like we travel well together and mm-hmm. I probably traveled the most with her. But and I, I don't even mean like you both have to be good at traveling. Oh, you just yeah. have to have the same style. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You have to have. Or I, I think. Keep people in. Okay. Like I feel like maybe Courtney's more of a. She's more organized than me. So she keeps me on track. But mm-hmm. I'm sometimes I'm thinking I'm like, oh, well, like we, you know, we need to make sure we bring this. Or I'm like, oh, hey, Courtney, did you bring contact solution and she's like yes like she has all the stuff and then i'm i'm thinking of other things you know it's like a good match yeah. balance each other right. out exactly like for me i would get to the airport four hours early matt would get there one hour early we meet in the middle and we get there two hours early yeah exactly courtney definitely keeps me accountable we almost missed our flight to france and like it was probably because of my parents like are constantly running late style awesome. My mom had to yell, not yell, but uh, she she used her words um, to get us through customs or like the whatever faster because she was like, oh she God. was like, they are going to miss their flight because we were like 19. She was like, you need to expedite them. And like <laughs> and they did. We got to the front. I remember the story. Yeah, we, we got to the front of the line. So just show up late and have your mom <laughs> use her words. So, okay. My next luxury item is a podcast and I will it's kind of like a two-parter because the one you know as as we all know I haven't been listening to a ton of podcasts in quarantine I think it's the same for a lot of people and but what when I do uh so I'm very selective but I there was an episode that Chatty Broads did which is my favorite bachelor podcast it's with Becca Martinez and her co-host Jess and they just, they, you know, they're not afraid to speak their mind. Like they don't, it's not, they're not affiliated with The Bachelor. So they always have, you know, hot takes. They they have uh, a social awareness about them that I really appreciate. And they had on the co-host of another podcast that I had not listened to or heard of before called Date Card. 
and it's these like two comedians and they were on and it was so fiery that I was like holy shit I need to subscribe to their podcast it was they were so good and they like it was so juicy that I'm almost like don't listen to it if you don't want to know because they illuminated some things that I almost wish I didn't know like basically they were using um there's this thing that I guess with the the Joe Biden app that you could have downloaded like the vote for Joe app and basically like one of the things it does is you can sync it to your contacts so you can see like who in your contacts has and hasn't voted or who has who's voted Republican so then you can text them and be like vote oh my god you can also back into it to search for people once you sync your contacts so you can search like Chris Harrison if you know if you know their first and last name and generally where they live like you can pretty much find out who voted for who wait shut the fuck up okay when you said I have one that is bachelor related and I said me too and I want to thank you for it I thought you were going to talk about Taylor and Ari's feud and how Taylor shut that shit down and I was going to say well, that's very interesting you say that because, because you started, you talked about Chatty Broads and Date Card. And so I've been, I followed Date Card. And I wanted to say on the, in the same vein of Jeff Probst being a dick at that reunion for All Stars, fucking Chris Harrison being kind of fucking trash. I was going to say yeah. Date Card. Like that was going to be, oh, to piggyback on your Taylor thing. Yeah. I've been like consuming all of date card stories and, and stuff yes. and it's taken me on the, all these deep dives. They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. And yeah, exactly. Cause on, on the chatty broads episode, they, that's when they brought up the Ari Taylor of it all. And just to, just to recap for you guys, basically like Ari, Ari did a story before the election, which was like, he did a poll for his audience being like, who's voting for him? Oh, and we need to say Ari, Ari is The Bachelor three seasons. Wait, it was Peter. Yeah, so he was like three seasons ago. Ari sucks. The first The Bachelor I ever watched because my friend Danielle was like, you should start watching. So don't get me started, but I'll get started. I hate Ari with a burning passion because I loved him and I supported him. I loved him on Emily Maynard season. I thought he was like super fucking hot. And when when he was announced as The Bachelor, a lot of people had a problem with it. And I defended him. I said, he will be good. He will do a good job. He is a grown man. He He's not in like the limelight. He'll be good at it. And what did he do? He made a laughing stock of me. He... <laughs> this is personal. I, it, it feels personal. If, you, if you're not familiar, he picked one woman and then dumped her for a different woman. But the way he dumped her was, like, so excruciating. It was on camera. She kept trying to walk away and he kept following her. I hate him. He sucks. Yeah. Anyway. And, like, so he posts. And you know what? It is. Sorry. I, I, I just can't stop. You know, it's one thing to be like, this isn't right. Like, I don't want, you know, obviously, like. Just because you picked a certain winner, the w- winner, like, Ari's the fucking prize, but I guess I'm <laughs> calling it. But you know what I mean? Just because you picked one person at the end, like, no. Like, you you don't have to follow through on that commitment. It's your fucking life. You don't need to marry that person. Like, okay. But exactly. The way he did it was fucking shitty. It was really gross. So, 
Okay, so flash forward, he's married to his the other person he picked, whatever. And so he had a post being like, who y'all voting for? And it was just so clearly for engagement. Like it, and the point that date card was making is that, and I did not know this, is that apparently Ari can't even fucking vote. He's not a citizen. Yeah, wait, is, is he Dutch or, wait, where is he from? He's Dutch. Yeah, he's from the Netherlands. And so, which I didn't even realize. I thought for sure he must have been a citizen. And, and even in, in the in the chatty broads episode, Becca was like, wait, is that true? But date card seems pretty certain. So I don't know. Yeah. But they were like, he can't even vote. You're, this is clearly just for engagement. And then, you know, he had, he shared a couple of posts from different people or posts, uh, DMs, somebody being like, you know, anyone who votes for Trump is the worst and a racist and then somebody else being like i think we should all just get along yeah and ari posted like it's that fucking simple <laughs> ari posted screenshots of both and was like this is the one that i particularly side with i think we should all just get along and okay i'll be honest i truly didn't because when when the election happened a lot of people were like posting you know no matter what happens i'm still gonna treat everyone with respect and you know be kind and get along and i truly didn't understand why that was not okay like i was like yeah true good sentiment and my friend samita was kind enough to explain it to me she was like that's an extremely privileged way of thinking like people who say that are people who have the privilege where like if a, a vote a vote for Trump if you are somebody who is a minority if you're somebody who like who their your rights would be impacted anyway by that continuing administration it doesn't feel like you can be like yeah you know what it's cool we're still we're still buds it feels like a direct personal attack to your basic rights as a human being so it's very privileged like for if I a white woman a straight white woman were to be like yeah, let's all just get along. That's a, it's, it's a privilege to be able to say that because for a lot of people, it's literally life and death anyway. So that's why that was offensive. And, and Taylor Nolan from, uh, Nick, Nick Vial season, Nick Vial season. She, who fucking went on a two on one with fucking Corinne and she's the one that got the boot, which like, Mm -hmm. you know, come on, Nick. Really? Yeah. A whole thing. And she, she's the podcast now too, but she, she basically called Ari out and was like, kind of said all of that. Like, this is very clearly for engagement. This is like, why this is not okay. You can't even vote. Um, Like, why, what are you doing? Right. Literally weeks later, like at least one week later, Ari comments on a sponsored Instagram grid post that Taylor had done which was like a a it was <laughs> like a it was some kind of trojan it it wasn't a condom it let me find it it was like a, a masturbation tool for men basically or like you could use it with a man yeah and ari commented and i don't have the exact comment if you do and you want to read it you can but he was he was basically like oh, you have the audacity to come to my page and and say some shit, and then here you are, like, peddling masturbation pads real classy. Yeah, like, something like that. Oh, man, I wish I wish we knew we were going to discuss this, because she she has, like, a, um, she has, a, she has, like, a nine-minute, like, you know, 
discussion about it that is saved to her IGTV. And it's just like, yeah. And don't, don't take our words for it. Like go and listen to all this because she breaks it down. And then she's like, one, like, it's totally different what you're doing. First of all, using the word classy and she explains why it's not okay to use the word classy as an insult because it's implying that she's of a lower class and he's doing so. And she's a woman a post, of color too. In like, a post, yeah. In a post where a black woman is talking about is being sex positive and, and it, it's, and it, it's her fucking business. It's her livelihood. She's literally Ari, like a, like a, a sex therapist. Yeah, Ari asking, and well, and she's being paid for the post. It's a sponsored post, and it's like Ari asking people who they're voting for in order to drive engagement on his stories. It, it, it's just it's, it's it's not it's not apples to apples. It's completely different, and it was just like such a cringy, rude thing. I love it. She has an Instagram highlight called "Classy." Yeah, exactly. But I I loved that the the date card. Uh, hosts brought this up on the Chatty Broads podcast. They talked about that. They talked about just a lot of tea in general. And it was just, it was really fascinating. And I, I loved the way that they framed it, which was, it, it's not that they're hate watching the show. It's that it, you can love something, but still want to make it better and still want to have intelligent conversations about it. And I, I should look up that exact quote because it was like, holy shit, that is like our manifesto, our unwritten manifesto of like what we're trying to do, which is like, you know, we're not just trying to recap Survivor episodes. I mean, literally we are, but I think we're also trying to have a, a, a conversation about it that is more than just like, you know, the, the basics. We want to talk about different cultural and like important shit and how in the context of a reality show it pertains to our society well and it's the same thing like okay something that really pisses me off is for a lot of people and a lot of things that i've seen it's like oh okay so if i am if, if someone says donald trump is not my president you, people are saying that's un-american no um, I can still love my country and want it to do better. I don't hate America just because I hate Donald Trump. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're allowed to care about something, but want to improve it. Like, isn't mm -hmm. isn't that the whole point? Isn't that what, what everything's about? Like, yeah, it's really, wow. I mean, that, that was a big jump. But you you know what I mean? Like, it is the same thing. Like, yeah, we can watch Survivor. We can watch The Bachelor. But we're allowed to take issue with fucked up shit about it yeah and I just I really appreciate their level and commitment to like doing these deep dives and sleuthing to figure to figure out different things and like when I say there's stuff that I would rather not know like they were they were calling out like really how irresponsible like a lot of the bachelor nation people have been in regards to covid and just like how every every day you see fucking tyler cameron and matt james who i am excited about i'm not they're i'm not they're in a they're in a different state every single day like no they are they were like oh matt james since he is wrapped filming has been in new jersey north carolina florida like new york all these things i saw that too a whole other it, thing they brought to light, though, about Matt James is 
they, God, do I even want to know? Do I even want to know? They picked. Okay, The Bachelor. There has there have been so many calls from Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. from Rachel Lindsay, like basically just their black poster child of The Bachelor. She was she's been the only black lead. You know, she does co-host the official Bachelor podcast, and she is not afraid to call them out. And she's we've, been, we've done a lot of deep dives yeah, on this. She has been calling for diversity and stuff. And so basically she is just like their poster child for now. So Date Card pointed this out. Matt James is they are still catering to their racist fan base by under the guise of look at us we're diverse we have a black mm-hmm. bachelor because okay um i uh, let's see hold on hold on one second i am like blanking is is her name is her name jenna from date card sounds right yes jenna okay yeah it's jenna and danica yeah so um jenna from date card did this whole like i i've been watching those stories like religiously she I, I believe I believe it was she that brought up that Matt James is like the most it's it, it, it fucking sucks to have to say this most like palatable like black man that they could pick as their lead. Okay, so many people have been calling for Mike Johnson. Yes, Hannah, I wanted Mike Johnson from Hannah Brown season to be the Bachelor, and he would have been down. He I feel like he mm-hmm. said stuff before. The people wanted Mike. And you know what they did instead? They took the white heartthrob Tyler Cameron's biracial best friend, who I'm pretty sure is he's a registered Republican. His I, his mom they, they they did some kind of deep dive. Like his mom follows Donald Trump and like doesn't follow like this person or that person. And they pointed out that Jenna, yeah, pointed out following someone on Twitter is different. Like, I, I personally don't because, you know, I don't really use Twitter. Following Donald Trump on Twitter is one thing because that's where you get those gems, you know. The, they called they called out fucking Hannah Ann. Yeah. The, and for, oh, they, they DM'd her. They slid into those DMs yeah. and called her out. And she was like, that's just like where I want to get my news. And they're like, you don't get Donald Trump Donald Trump's news from fucking Instagram. You get it. From well, and they were like, and then she very quickly followed like Obama and like, but it, it was like very transparently. Exactly. But, but, but and that's you, the thing. So Matt James is palatable to this racist fan base yeah and it's there's the the bachelor franchise as a whole chris harrison did this really really cringy interview years ago where you know people were asking why aren't there more black leads and he said you know keep in mind this is the entertainment business and we can't lose you know our viewers and there's just not we just don't have the the talent. We just don't have, you know, somebody who'd be a good lead. And then yeah, you had Mike Johnson who It's based on been... Yeah, it's 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 you know, it's based on the best person for the job. So basically you're saying there's not a single person of color that would be good for the job. It's all these fucking generic like fucking Peter the pilot, are you serious? Fucking Ari? Like really really, <sighs> really really yeah, it's 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 been cringy fucking and Claire, I, I fucking Claire over like Tasha's your backup, really? They're they're basically making the point that it's like, is Matt James a step in the right direction? Yes, kind of, but it's like the most problematic. Like, like it's just there's, it's still it's not. It's, and oh wait, one thing Chris Harrison said in the interview too was, 
you know, the show needs to succeed. Like, you know, thousands of people could be out of a job if our, yeah, really, they're going to cancel. Really? So you're saying really taking a risk on having a person of color as the lead is going to be such a problem that the show is going to get so few viewers that the whole, the whole thing's going to shut down. Really? Think of the people. Think of the camera guy that's going to be out of a job because it's so hard to believe that a black lead could carry the fucking show. Really, Chris Harrison? Mm -hmm. So, I'm very disillusioned by like I I I I don't know I I'm bummed like it's hard for me to I I was I was like oh Chris like yeah Chris now I'm kind of like Ugh, Chris yeah it's it's the same thing and this is when you know when Matt and I were watching to tie it all back together when Matt and I were watching All Stars and we were watching this like really cringy finale where Jeff was like making quite frankly really pervy comments about women I was like ugh. And Matt was like, well, it seems like he's evolved and he's changed and, you know, he's, he's been part of the conversation and, you know, we, we've seen some personal, it seems like personal growth from Jeff and look, I, I, I'm neither a judge nor a juror and, but I am, I'm both. Um, It's like, can, what is the phrase? Can uh, something change its spots? Can people change? I, tiger I really doesn't going, change its, or can a tiger change its stripes? Is that? Yeah. When I tell you that I've spent like a year in therapy trying to figure out can people change and be forgiven, like that is not a leopard never changes its spots. Sorry to, right. sorry to uh, interrupt your actually like more important thing that you're talking about. No, therapy. no, 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 no. But no, but it, it's, it's like that's what I've been trying to figure out is like, can I forgive a man who has wronged me and like move past my rage or like, are people just doomed? Like, I don't, I truly don't know. And I know that the, the, the answer is like, of course, everybody can change. Everybody can be forgiven. Like, but can they? Well, they have to, they have to, they have to prove it. It's not, the onus isn't on us. You know what I mean? It's on them. But when we have these hosts who are like, lauding this the evol their personal evolution and you have chris harrison being like yes we have a more diverse cast and we we featured that clip of tasha and ivan talking about you know black lives matter and it's like yes but like you i'm sorry you need to do more and there is this very performative feel to it chris not harrison conversation. is black square he, yeah. All he all he did was a black square, and I I believe that he might have taken it down. I I I don't know. I, That's what I heard too. It's it's just I heard. I mean, from Descartes. Pod. Thank you, Descartes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's been an illuminating follow, and I I think it's like. Oh, I I mean. I know. Uh, I just... say this all the time when we like. Oh, like oh, Laura. You know, the Queen's Gambit sounds delightful when we finish recording i'm gonna go watch that toot sweet and i don't i actually literally i think i'm gonna go because i have not listened to date card pod yet i've only because of you pointing out like the episode with chatty broads who you know i i do listen to chatty broads sometimes i've not listened to that one yet i've just been following their social media because i believe you followed them um from idle chatter mm-hmm. maybe oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's how i saw them but I actually really do when we wrap up want to go listen. I, I need more. I I only started, like I started my first episode and it was the the episode they did after their episode with Chatty Broads. And they were basically like, oh my God, holy shit. We really let our, our you know, 
we really let it loose on that episode and they were basically talking about how they were like so so nervous about it because they were like oh my god we we took it too far we said too much people are gonna hate us and like it was just very relatable because sometimes I don't know about you but sometimes I feel that way too like for you know obviously I think a lot of the people who listen to the show are friends and they share our beliefs but I sometimes I'm like damn like what if somebody stumbles upon this and like they've never listened to they've never listened to an episode before and the first thing they hear is us being like Jeff Probst is like a fucking sexist yeah I but you know what like that's the thing I there there was a podcast that I really truly loved more than life like okay that I mean that's dramatic but like I really 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 loved my favorite murder and I I can't I fell out of love like I I occasionally tune in sometimes but I can't listen the same anymore because just there were so many yikes moments where mm-hmm. they had a chance to because they do they're like fuck Donald Trump like this that and the other thing but still to this day like there's some slips and some things that they say like they made it they made like and I understand okay coming from a place of not understanding why something's problematic I get that people make mistakes you say things you do things and you don't even like I think and I can't even I I'm pretty sure that correct me if I'm wrong I feel like I said when we were recording one time had a powwow and I asked you to edit it out because yeah. having a powwow is actually something like in Native American culture. Like it's not like just, you know, the meaning of the minds on Survivor. They're not having a fucking powwow. That's a real thing. That's not right to, to call it that. And I, you know what I mean? Like I recognized yeah. after the fact, I was like, hey, that was wrong. Like I should not have said that, you know, please edit. And, and I will be transparent and I, I will say it now. I said it because I didn't understand. Yeah. When you do understand, like, you know, obviously – if, if you say it in privacy, like I can say to you as my co-host, Hey, like that was wrong. This is why I edited it out. But if I did, if it did air, I would come, you know, yeah, I would come out the next episode and say, Hey, like, and at this point, like we don't have that many people like, you know, calling it. No, no one's sliding into our DMS <laughs> and being like, Hey, you said this fucked up thing. But like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to be like, Hey, I am sorry. Like you need, for sure. it doesn't matter. In, even if you don't understand why someone is offended by something, you say you're sorry. You don't double down yeah, or defend I, yourself. And like my favorite murder did that. They made a t-shirt that was like, like a camp t-shirt and they put a teepee on it and hmm. their whole Facebook group got shut down because for them, they were like, wow. we, we can't modify or sorry, we can't moderate this effectively. Because there was just like outrage in their Facebook group because people were like, hey, like putting a TP on that is inappropriate. Like, and they really kind of brushed the whole, they, people call it in the community TP gate. Like they really brushed it under the rug and like mm. kind of seemed annoyed about having to, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 I don't know. It just really, really rubbed me the wrong way. And I know, among yeah. other things, and I can't listen to them the same anymore. It's just like how I feel about them has changed too much. And yeah. I, when you, when you know better, you do better. Exactly. And like, that's why like, okay, like maybe someone tuning in, they might be like, well, like, look, look at these fucking like liberals, <laughs> you know, like, like shut the fuck up. But you know, truthfully, like as much as I want people to listen, I want people to rate review and subscribe. Like I want to grow the podcast, but if not a, not at the expense of our values. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, truthfully. 
It, 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 I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And again, like, I know I, I plug it every episode, but I think we talk about this a lot in our conversation with Bryce of like, I, I'd rather be, I'd, I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. If you stand for nothing, what will you fall for? I'd yeah. rather have a point of view. I'd rather be only appealing to a niche group of people than accessible to fucking everyone. Like, it it's an important conversation and do we have a small audience yes but if we can change one mind if we can make one person think about something differently I think it's important and I don't care like we're gonna let our freak flags fly all day and our we're I'm sure we've said so many things that are problematic I'm sure we've grazed past so many especially when we first started out you know in season 40 there's probably so many things that we just didn't talk about that we didn't touch on because we didn't have well, the same lens that we do now in our first episode like we've talked about this before too like yeah we talked about cringy moments we talked about dan from season mm-hmm. 39 like and what and happened then we, and, then I, and then i edited a big portion if not all of it out because i was like oh i don't want to come in too too hot too controversial yeah and I that i should find that footage and or that footage <laughs> I should find that uh, audio. That audio yeah. And put, it, put it back in. Um, damn. Yeah, but but I think the fact that we were just able to talk about this for like thirty minutes shows the merit of the date card podcast and the episode they do with Chatty Broads, which is that it's thought provoking. It makes you think. It makes you think about the content you consume and the, similarly the content you put out there. And I. You know, it's it's so easy. I, look, there's a place for content that you can turn on and turn off your brain. But when you find something that makes you think and makes you question people that you love, like, look, I was as big of a Tyler Cameron fan as anyone. I mean, he's like, so hot. He's on real hot. Oh, boy, is he. That his. Oh my god. It's it's almost it's it's almost like unreal how hot he is. I know. But but I, I, I think, like, because you, did you also see that he's coming out with a book? Yeah, he is coming out with a book. And also, did you see Descartes called him out, too, because he mm-hmm. is, like, on a boat with people, like, unmasked and stuff. And I think they blocked him. Or I think he blocked yeah. him. Like, well, and it, it, it's also just, like, part of the whole shtick of his book, it, se- it seems like, is that he's like telling you how to, to be your best self for relationships. And he's kind of trying to, like, almost bill himself as this like feminist I don't, and it's like i haven't explored it too much so i don't know what he's i i don't know what his book same, it, it comes off as like self-love and you know tips for be, tips for being your best self and it's like i don't know man are you your best self you fucking have traveled to like a billion different places and it's fucking quarantine stay the fuck home yeah go back to the you quarantine know, crew with like and go go back on tiktok in the quarantine crew and like do your I believe they said this in the Chatty Broads episode, but somebody who has had a misstep and came back from it with a real self-awareness and a true, genuine understanding, it seems like, is Hannah Brown. Like, and we talked about this, you know, Hannah Brown in an Instagram story said the N-word and she took a lot of heat, rightfully so, because she didn't say anything. She had a very, like, PR apology but then a couple weeks later she did an Instagram story where she talked about why it was wrong and 
she it was it was a very genuine and real conversation like she hired a tutor for herself to try and like unpack you know and I, I think like a lot of people wanted to be like Hannah you didn't mean to say it and she I think she she included like a bible verse obviously I can't be like psalm 7 I don't know yeah. that but she she quoted a bible verse that was like it I'm going to butcher it, obviously, but it was like a slip of the mind or a slip of the tongue is like what's actually in your heart. Like if you say it, you on some level. Mean wow. It. And yeah. She, yeah. And she she was like, I had to think about, OK, well, even if it was a mistake at some level, my mind thought that that was OK to say that word. Exactly. Even if I, and it's like and I will say I you you partially know about this deep dive, but for some reason, two of my friends and I got talking about some of our old high school teachers and stuff. And th there was a deep dive going on. There was some investigation going on and I got out the old yearbook and I was reading some of my yearbook messages and like some of the stuff that like my friends wrote to me, like in some inside jokes that they were referencing were just like so fucking problematic. Like when I'm like thinking back to what the context was that I'm like literally appalled at myself. And like, it just like, and I own that. You know what I mean? I own it now. Like, so I'm not, it just, it's just annoying. Like, I don't want to come out and be like, oh my God, I am just like this. Oh this, yeah. This I, liberal said, feminist. I said and like, did. So I said and did so much problematic shit in high school and in college and in early adulthood and probably even last week. Like, yeah. Sure. But, like the thing is you need to acknowledge it and just try to do better. So as long as, you know, Hannah is doing that, then, you know, good on her. Yeah. Um, oh man I, I feel like i had one more thing to say and i i think that i might have lost it yeah dude i'm spent i need a snack i need to go eat a snack yeah i man i i i, I guess that's it really this was like this was a great chat it's been a while since we've had a filibuster like this yeah no i <laughs> i feel like this was this was a good one yeah um i i hope that if you've stuck with us that you've you've taken something away from the conversation Sometimes it's light and breezy and sometimes it's heady and heavy. What are you going to say? Yeah. We're all, Ooh. we're all better for it. I think. If you have not, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcasts. It helps so much. So yes, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Idle chatter pod, idle chatter podcast. And we will talk to you guys next week. And it'll be a special congratulatory episode for our good friend, Courtney, and her soon-to-be husband, Mark. Yeah, everyone, if you're drinking a beer at a 1 p.m. on a Sunday like me, raise your glass and a toast for Courtney and Mark, okay? A wonder they're, they're, you know, the Amber and Rob of our, our real lives. Truly. <laughs> A love story. All right. Have a good week, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.